0: so the kiss decides you know even though the scooby gang is dubiously just humans which i feel like at that point i was missing a lot of critical kiss lore but don't worry audience we'll get to it i promise you you will understand why that see why that makes sense later. like that was the first line that made me go oh no not this again
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh no
0: Hello and welcome to Movie Struck, a podcast about movies and the people who watch them. I'm your host, Sophia Ricciardi, and I am joined today by uh, Kaluna from Kaluna Reviews and also all three of our collective cats. <laughs> yes, if,
1: if you hear any sounds of uh, dismay or sadness, that's just ink,
0: because yes. he's just
1: a sad cat.
0: Oh, adorable. I'm hoping we'll get a lot of cat meows this episode. Ziggy has been particularly loud today. So we'll see if she continues to be loud for Kiss, because we the movie we watched, and I have to ask you the question that I ask every guest at the top of the episode. Why did we watch Scooby-Doo and Kiss, Rock and Roll Mystery from 2015? Because I need to spread this movie. It's so good. Like,
1: uh, so I've always loved Scooby-Doo. Like, I'm mm-hmm. unabashedly big fan. Um, and Back when I was doing like crossover videos with people, we were trying to find like what's a silly movie that we could do. So my friend Luke and I, uh, he has a channel called Rocked. He does, he reviews music. We're like, oh, what could we what could we do? Because our genres were two radically different things, and he's like. Mm-hmm. There's a new Scooby-Doo movie out, and it was and it was not this one. It was actually the one previous to it, which was the Scooby-Doo WrestleMania movie, which oh, yeah. is also friggin hysterical. There's the, this whole, the, like, the...
0: series of Scooby-Doo crossover movies that have been coming out since, like, the 20-teens.
1: Yeah, and it gets all the people who were the current, like, wrestlers at the mm-hmm. time. Um, but yeah, the the, the the bad guy is a ghost bear. Of course, I'm not kidding. It's a ghost bear and they're in Wrestle City or like Wrestlemania City like a city devoted to wrestling and like they befriend John Cena and like Sim Cara and a bunch of these other wrestlers. Anyway, we did a crossover and we had so much fun with the first one, Mm
0: -hmm. which was
1: kind of what we were expecting of stupid, but enjoyably stupid. And then we watched the Kiss movie and I was like, no, this one's actually legitimately like really good. Like the other one the other one, you I feel like if you like wrestling, you'll enjoy it more. This, you you don't need to know anything about KISS, and it's still really, really funny. <laughs> like, there's little tidbits in there that you can tell they're, like, are specifically for KISS fans. Mm-hmm. But, like, me, who just is a very, like, like I listened to some KISS growing up, because, you know, some of it. But not I wasn't, like, a big, big
0: fan of them or anything growing up. Mm-hmm. So it,
1: it's just so
0: stupid, and I love it. Like Yeah, I feel like before we even jump into the plot of this movie, there's sort of two pop culture phenomena that are present in this movie that we maybe should just background, like, and you have kind of already covered this, how familiar with Scooby-Doo are you? And then how familiar with Kiss are you? Because personally, like, I wasn't a huge Scooby-Doo kid when I was growing up. The, like, current Scooby-Doo series was Mystery Incorporated, which was fun yes. for the episodes I caught, but I didn't, mm-hmm. like, religiously watch. So I know the broad strokes of the gang... Um, but I'm only really familiar with their modern iterations. And then Kiss, you know, I know the popular songs, but I wouldn't consider myself a massive Kiss fan. I mean, I know, I like the hits. I haven't delved (laughs) too deep beyond that. So I learned a lot about Kiss watching this movie. (laughs) Oh, hi, Autumn. Oh, hi. Hello. She's like right
1: up on the mic. I'm very sorry. Seems we do have one Kiss fan (laughs) in the house. You want to come say hi? (laughs) I grew up really loving Scooby-Doo, just... Uh, I remember watching like the reruns of the original series because uh, that was on like, oh God, what channel? It was not quite, it was like Boomerang or something, which was like, oh, it was yeah. like an offshoot of Cartoon Network and it had like the yeah. original Johnny Quest. Um, it had original Scooby-Doo, all, the, all those shows. Mm-hmm. And I grew up loving Scooby-Doo. I lo- I watched all the movies that came out like in the 90s, uh, like Zombie Island and uh, and witches, Ghosts. Like that was kind of one of the mm-hmm. revitalizing things because Scooby-Doo's history is really bizarre. Um, <laughs> I'm weirdly like, I-, I know a lot of it, I- not nearly as much as like, say, like Jello Apocalypse with his video on Scooby-Doo, which <laughs> right. I was, I didn't realize how much I knew until I watched that. And I'm like, oh yeah, of course, Vincent Van Gogh. How does no one else know about this? Except <laughs> of course. me and him. But anyway, um. So yeah, I've, I'm I've always been a big Scooby-Doo person in general. Like I recognize it's not like something uh, that everyone takes super seriously, and like I don't either. It, but it's, I don't know. It's just I like mysteries. I like teens solving mysteries. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just fun. It's always been something I've been a been in. I've enjoyed watching. So when I saw all these new movies coming out, I'm like. I'm not a big wrestling fan, but Luke, uh, he, he was a wrestler in like high school. Mm -hmm. And so that was why he was brought in to do that. And I was just like, I just like Scooby-Doo. So I I don't mind riffing on this. This is hilarious. They, (laughs) I, I will always recommend like this newer batch of movies, like starting from the WrestleMania movie, because it's they know their audience. Like, there is a moment in the Wrestlemania movie where they ride John Cena like a surfboard, because I he's unconscious. I have some
0: clips from that movie, and I think they're all the John Cena scenes that they're, made the rounds in the internet right around when the movie came out.
1: Oh, yeah. And, like, th- weirdly there was a sequel, but it's a... a monster truck... wrestling yeah. movie. Mm. It's like a Wacky Races, but with all the Wrestlemania characters. Of it's course. really, really weird. It's so bizarre. But if you're a fan of wrestling and Scooby-Doo or one or the other, I would recommend it. It's real fun. But mm-hmm. but the Kiss movie is the one that I was like, I was not prepared for how good this was going to be. And like the references they made and like the animation is so good in like the intro sequence and the action <laughs> yeah. scenes. I was just like, OK, I f- it's, it's, it's like, oh, uh, what's it called? Um. Like when you go and your your expectations are completely zero, and you're like, it's gonna mm-hmm. be weird, and that like completely blows you
0: out of the water. I'm yeah. just like, huh, oh
1: okay. I actually I enjoyed that. That was actually fun.
0: Zero expectations going into this movie. I was like, okay, Scooby Doo movie, animated, kisses in it. I probably they will play like I, I was made for loving you, and we'll move on, right? Um, and it's certain. A movie happened, and it was both better and more terrifying than I exp- I was like, I don't know what I'm watching or how to understand it, so we're going to unpack it here live on the podcast yeah. and try and make sense of what I've seen with my eyes. Um, so we open the movie. Uh, An evil laugh welcomes us as the moon is illuminated by a uh, face in Kiss makeup, which, for those who are unfamiliar, Kiss is famous for wearing uh, crazy black and white and sometimes silver You know, face paint and makeup and all their performances. They have over-the-top costumes um (laughs) yeah uh um
1: dating myself a little uh they were popular in like the 70s and 80s um and uh if you've seen family guy unfortunately that's sadly (laughs) where i first learned what kiss was (laughs) because you know i i was in middle school when family guy was coming out was in middle school i think it was middle school that was about the time when like people of my generation like knew we kind of knew what kiss was but if you were unfamiliar mm-hmm. then we at least knew um i want to rock and roll all night and party every right. day like that scene and like it's like in season two or three or something like really early on yeah uh,
0: um that's probably the song that most people would know kiss from it's their probably i would yeah, argue most popular i was made for love and "You" you's probably right behind that mm-hmm. um that had a recent moment on tiktok so that's uh where some of oh, the really? <laughs> might... <laughs> okay okay they're going to be a central player in this story that we're watching. So if you're un- maybe give yourself a little Google and look at a picture of Kiss if you are unfamiliar, because we are about to enter Kiss World, a theme park that is Kiss themed. And I had to Google it immediately. We're not even 20 seconds of the movie. I was like, I gotta stop and Google is Kiss World a real thing that you can go to? No. Um, the answer is no. It was the name of a tour that they did, but it is not yes. an an actual location. Um, so already off to a wild start.
1: <laughs> you know. If it like when I first reviewed this movie, I'm like I was like laughing about the the concept of a theme park around a band. Yeah, but then we went to VidCon. <laughs> We went
0: to VidCon. Yeah, we also, we were in like, that
1: panel where they were talking about the theme park. Yeah, I, like, I forget the YouTube channel because I didn't actually know who they were at this panel. Nope. And I'm like, suddenly the Kiss theme park doesn't seem so stupid in
0: comparison. <laughs> you know, I also had a moment of like, wow, they really made a theme park for a whole band. And then I remembered that Dolly World exists, and how excited I would be personally to go to Dolly World. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe there is. Maybe there's not even a universe. Maybe this universe is one where you can make a very successful theme park based around a band. Um, the I hottest mean, band yeah. in all the land, as the movie proudly tells us on this sign outside the park.
1: Yeah, like many uh, Scooby Doo with guest things, uh, they tend to um, mess with the timeline a little because it definitely yes. takes place in modern day because they have cell phones. But Kiss is relevant. <laughs> Kiss
0: is really and, relevant.
1: Like, I, I I feel like they they were taking Kiss like at their hype time, but Mm-mm. just transplanting them into modern day
0: yeah it definitely (laughs) didn't feel like current kiss it felt like here is kiss the characters from their prime that we've inserted into a scooby-doo narrative or what you think is a scooby-doo narrative because audience do not get too married to the plot structure that we all know and love more is on its way um we see this like crazy lit up roller coaster on which a blonde man is screaming uh, and a voice over the PA system directs them to give him another one and it's revealed that these two men the voice in the PA system and his blonde friend on the ride are testing out uh, the ride itself and specifically a camera that has been malfunctioning so if you've ever been to like Six Flags and you go and you're on the roller coaster and they take a picture as you are screaming down the hill that camera having some issues all the photos have had a scary red haze in them and we see the haze in an example photo and there is very clearly a monster in the background of that photo it has a face and everything it is not i would not describe that as haze that is a human person (laughs) yeah like that that tells you
1: like what like a minute into this movie or like Oh okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the kind like, of thing we're Like there's the Scooby Doo of it all.
0: Yeah, everything yeah. is coming together. Um,
1: as we I see feel like this those two guys photo. are voiced by, I, I feel like it's Kevin Smith and somebody else who who do the oh. voices for those two guys at the beginning. I'm like pretty sure they get a lot of like really well known actors. All of Kiss plays themselves, by the way. Like yes. it's all the current members of Kiss playing themselves, which
0: is hilarious by the way so so funny they also will be members of a different band in the end credits but we'll get to that when we get to that if yes. we're not even <laughs> a little bit close to maybe my favorite running gag of the movie
1: it's it's my favorite iteration of of that character is is
0: like that dopey personality is yeah it's just what yeah. makes him yeah. so I'm just checking delightful. the IMDb page to see who voiced these because it's been
1: a few years since I reviewed the movie, and I do remember mentioning, and I, I feel like it was...
0: Kevin um, Smith okay. is one of the workers. Uh, I feel like the other Jason one was the Hughes.
1: guy... Yes, it's Jay and Silent Bob. And they. it's because I think the director knows them somehow. I forget. But like they always tend to get a lot of voice cameos. So yeah, it's oh. Jay and Silent Bob are the two characters. Uh, workers in the beginning of the movie who are testing yes. the roller coaster Yeah, which by the way the roller
0: coaster which yeah
1: he's like oh make <laughs> like the the guy who's testing it is like telling his boss like man my throat's getting like real like and i'm just thinking like you're just testing to see if the camera works <laughs> you, don't you don't need, don't need have to, scream. <laughs> to scream every time you can just yeah.
0: open your mouth you Musical don't need to we'll tell you you should you know if you're going to scream mark yourself so you don't go over you know <laughs> you got to make sure you save the best for the real performance. (laughs) I know. I'm just
1: thinking after, like, Ride 2. Like, I'm not screaming anymore. I'm just pretending. Like, come on. Yeah, at
0: that point, I'm blank-faced. So what I... This is a tangent, Ben. We're so early in this movie, but this is a movie that demands tangents. (laughs) Don't worry. When I was in high school, uh, our big senior year class field trip was we went to Dorney Park because we we went to high school in Pennsylvania. It was right nearby. Mm -hmm. Um, And we went on a morning where it had lightly rained, and it was, like, a random Tuesday in, I don't know, June... And so there's no one else in the park except for my high school class. <laughs> and the oh, few friends geez. and I went to Steel Force, which is a roller coaster at the very back of the park. No mm-hmm. one else got in line. Everyone was starting at the front. But we thought, no, 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 let's be big brain here. If we go to the back, no one will have been in line yet because we're the only ones here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we rode that, I want to say, 13 times in a row. <laughs> and I will say by like the sixth Jeez. or seventh because they never made us get out. They're like, you want to go again? We're like, yeah, why not? We're already here. <laughs> strapped into this ride 13 times yeah by the 7th you stop screaming so much at a certain point i think it turned into a test of endurance to see how many times we would really be willing to do this and the answer was about about 13 and then steel force kind of got boring it's a short yeah when you do 13
1: times in a row
0: (laughs) i'm very familiar Uh. with the, the steel force ride but anyway yeah you don't want to scream on this necessarily and they had no reason to but they won't have too long to dwell on that either (laughs) because as they're looking at the photo uh that has the haze in it um and declare that they think they fixed the ride the red haze immediately shows up in real life behind them uh they smell rotten eggs oh no what could it be and the haze becomes this evil hovering valkyrie looking woman uh who will later learn as a witch um who demands that they give her rock? Which I will remind the audience that Kiss is a rock and roll band, so you know what could she want? <laughs> and she follows the two men as they uh, get sent along the roller coaster because they like fall into the seats and and shoot. She shoots lasers at them, and they ride the ride, and they think that they get away from her inside of this crazy lit up tunnel. Um, but they didn't, and eventually they manage to pull into the loading zone of the ride safely exit in an orderly fashion and run into their manager's office <laughs> declaring that they saw a witch
1: <sighs> i like how Classic. they have to say like it's a witch <laughs> it's because a witch. later on they call her this because she's supposed to look like this supposed character but mm-hmm. all i could think is like i don't know what i would call her because she looks like she kind of looks like if you combined valkyrie and sif from the MCU yeah, into like a single character, she like looks she would
0: be spray painted on the side of a van. Yeah, you know, she gives me like high fantasy metal concept album art that has been transferred yeah. onto a vehicle.
1: Yeah, I just which would not be my first.
0: No, uh, not the description of her, but that's what
1: they <laughs> that's what they
0: use. So sure, <laughs> yes, she is the witch. Uh, they tried to describe to their boss the the witch and how they were uh, faced with thrills and terror on one of the rides. And he just sort of welcomes them to Kiss World because that's what you came here for and sends them back to work uh, along with the souvenir photo from the ride that clearly shows the witch in it. Uh, so <laughs> that makes two times the photo with the witch in it has appeared. Different photos. At least this
1: character acknowledges (laughs) it. (laughs) Like, he's like, she's back. It's like, oh, okay,
0: I guess she's been here before. The minute they close the door, he gets on the phone and he tells whoever's in the other end to get him the hottest mystery solvers in the world. And you, audience, you know who that is. We're watching a Scooby-Doo movie. You know who he called, right? The mystery (laughs) machine rolls up with the gang in full Kiss costume en route to KISS World to presumably solve a mystery. They're excited. Uh, we learn some important background about how the characters will then perceive KISS going forward because not what's mm-hmm. important here is not that we learn of the Scooby gang, but how the Scooby gang perceives KISS, the band, presumably at their prime because we're gonna, we're gonna have to get into that in a second. Uh, Velma? Yeah, Yeah.
1: there's some plot things later (laughs) that that are already kind of squicky and it's just going to
0: make it even squickier (laughs) if they are their actual ages. Yeah. Velma isn't a big Kiss fan, but she wants to be there for her friend's interests. Very respectable motivation. Love that for her. Daphne has the hots for Starchild, who is one of the four members of Kiss. This is where... This is where Presumably them not the being one, their actual ages comes in. Yeah, I think he's the front man. I, I don't know a lot about he, Kiss. <laughs> uh,
1: for, yes, yes. He is like, he's like the hot one. Although from everything I, like, a pop culture osmosis growing up, I always assumed mm. it was Gene Simmons. But I guess, <laughs>
0: I don't know. Like, that was just yeah a little there's, before there's my time. There's four members even. of Kiss. There's the demon, the star child, the spaceman, and the cat man. Already off mm-hmm. the board, you know the demon and the catman. Those are character actors. There's no way they're they're the front ones. So then it becomes the spaceman <laughs> and the star child, And I think starchild's the hot. I'm just using, you know, the storytelling uh, demands certain things of <laughs> the reader. Um, yes. I have to assume that star if starchild's the hot one, that spaceman's the leader. But the way that they act in this movie makes me think that maybe starchild's the leader. Again, I know nothing about the band Kiss outside of their popular hits. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like they definitely give Starchild and Demon more lines to say than the yeah. other two. Um, yeah. but I don't know if that has to do with the fact that Starchild and Demon have always been those two guys. Whereas mm-hmm. the other two have have they've changed out some uh, band members. So, I don't yeah. know if that
0: makes a difference. Don't know. Not important to the story. No. <laughs> but No, what is important yeah, is that Daphne for- uh she's got the hots for Starchild um who we have to assume is not actually um the current age of Paul Stanley who is our child in real life
1: it, uh, yeah uh, well, i'm going to assume they're in like their 20s or something like
0: yeah right late they, 20s they gotta or maybe like otherwise, like <laughs> he was born in like 1950 something and this movie came out in 2015, and as far as I'm aware, the Scooby Gang are about the same age as they've always been, which is ambiguously late high school to early college ish. So
1: they have to be at least 16. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> th- that's the minimum.
0: <laughs> but so I guess if they're pl- like. This really threw me when this came up. because I'm like, oh, Daphne's really going to have a crush on this, like, 70-year-old man, and we're supposed to accept that. But the way that the characters look and act makes me think that, more like you said, they're using Kiss the characters from their prime, not the current state e- uh, of Kiss, as we know
1: them. Yes, and we will find out later that the age thing is not the only issue.
0: No. Uh- <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> It is but one of the many differences between Scooby-Doo, Kiss, and Kiss as they exist in the real human world. Um, we also learn here that Fred, who is the only one not in costume, including, and this includes Scoob, Scoob is face painted up. Fred, no, no, no. Um, he doesn't seem to be, you know, buying into the whole hype of these rock stars. Uh, and is a little jealous of Daphne's crush on Star Child. Uh, which he gets made fun of for, but he plays it off by hitting a pothole, which is a classic driving your friends around maneuver. Um, Fred then also reveals that he thinks his friends are being crazy over their favorite group, unlike him, who is being normal about his favorite group, the Ascot Five, who are my favorite running joke in this movie.
1: <laughs> it's just so
0: stupid. I like it so much. It's so good. I, I,
1: I love this characterization of, of Fred, like he's just so dumb he is he is a himbo to the extreme Mm. in this like he and like they play up the whole again because time is always weird with scooby-doo in like what stuff is continuity like you know obviously right they stayed the same age Throughout the years, years, but he still acts very like '50s, like '60s inspired, like mm-hmm. Freddie. Like when you think of that version of Freddie, he and like, it, it, but it's like oh exaggerated versions of him. So it's like oh, of course you're into like
0: a doo-wop, like yeah. acapella group called the Ascot Five. <laughs> Ascot Five. He plays the cassette too. He plays. Really he puts the cassette into the mystery machine, and it plays like a little bit of like a folk acapella surf band vibe, doo vibe, like just a second of it, and the Ascot 5 band songs are all performed by KISS uh, outside of the context of this movie, like all the members of KISS currently perform them and recorded them mm-hmm. uh, so that just makes it ten times better it, <laughs> It's called really Don't Touch My box. Ascot if, it, if it you're is. curious <laughs> It is, and a full version is played over the credits, so if you only, yes. if you got a little little taste and you wanted more, don't worry, <laughs> there's
1: more coming I was um, I was genuinely surprised because like when I was listening to it during the credits, it shows in the credits that they sing it. I was like, oh, oh! I just assumed they got like other people to sing it. No, that's, no, no! That's they said, well, we've <laughs> already
0: got the world's best band, Kiss, for this movie. We might as well have them record an original song, not in the genre that they're famous for, or as nope. themselves, the band. Which is weirdly the second time
1: that has happened. Like that's that's not this is not the first. <laughs> they did that on Family Guy too. Like, they oh, did the man. same, like, a very similar joke of, like, when when Gene Simmons, like, walks off stage, the other two guys start singing, like, a cute little, like, Broadway
0: number. I remember that. From I guess that good for them they for get being introduced. willing to, you know, that shows a certain love for what you do to, like, jump around and mess like that. So, I gotta, I gotta yeah. respect that. You oh,
1: know? yeah. No, 100%. Like, it sounds good, too. Like, like, it's obviously, like, played up for laughs, but it
0: actually, yeah. like, sounds decent. It's solid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, But they, after, you know, playfully ribbing Freddy about uh, his nostalgic tastes, they arrive at the park on Halloween night, of course, uh, to the sight of park patrons running and screaming away. So, you know, there's classic Scooby-Doo nonsense afoot. Uh, Fred takes the opportunity to say that everyone at an Ascot 5 concert walks in a calm, orderly fashion. And I'm just obsessed with this plot line for him at this point. This is the second time the Ascot 5 has come up in as many minutes. And it's great. No notes. But the patrons are on the run because as they tell Shaggy making their escape, there's a scary witch, uh, and Shaggy, just now in this moment, connects the dots and says, oh, is the witch the reason that we're here? Not just to see a Kiss concert, but in order to solve a mystery at a theme park, because that's what the Scooby gang does. Uh, he they're also drops shockingly the members They're of- <laughs> like,
1: aware of what genre they're in. Yes, they're like- so violently
0: aware that they're in a Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs>
1: There are Um, so many meta jokes in this, where it's very clear, like, they're breaking the fourth wall a lot.
0: Yeah. I mean, they started by asking for the best mystery solvers, and at that (laughs) moment, you knew... Hottest. Hottest. Specifically hottest. You got me there. Specifically hottest. Um, It's fair. speaking of mystery (laughs) solvers, the gang gets to work. Uh, They try to enter the uh, Kiss World Park... But a stern park security officer uh, who is definitely not the witch. She showed up. She started talking. I thought of my, to myself, brain- oh, this is the witch. This woman who was antagonistic <laughs> in the first five minutes and has roughly the same build as the witch we saw earlier. She's the witch, right? Um, don't, but don't worry about don't, that. Who yeah, knows? Don't forget about it. It's fine. <laughs> it's we fine, definitely aren't going to
1: just randomly drop in female characters later to make you.
0: Yeah consider options that aren't just her (laughs) yeah she's the only female character we've seen up to this point she'll be the only one we see for a good 20 minutes and she's definitely not Mm -hmm. the witch look me my eyes Mm -hmm. audience i know this is an audio only format it's an
1: audio format so she's not the witch
0: (laughs) 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 she tries she turns them away asking if they always wear makeup to solve crimes because remember at this point they're in full kiss makeup save for fred uh which daphne scoffs at the security officer introduces herself as Delilah Domino, because again, she's totally not the witch, and asks um, why she would have called mystery solvers to this park in the first place, and the gang seems confused that they weren't invited until Daphne reveals that no one actually called for their help, she just had to come to the special Kiss Halloween concert and it just happens that there's also a Scooby-Doo-esque mystery happening simultaneously, but that begs the question, who did the park manager call? (laughs) yeah like they even have
1: they even have daphne like like daphne gets a lot of zingers in this movie which i appreciate as a big fan of daphne uh Uh, because i i appreciate the version of daphne that's like the totally spies version where she's like kick-ass but also cute um so she she says like yeah no i i just really wanted to go to this concert but i figured we just kind of find <laughs> mysteries everywhere yeah. so if we were gonna find one anywhere it would be at a kiss themed amusement park concert yeah and I'm she like, said
0: the i think her actual lines like the odds were good there'd be a mystery for them to solve at it pretty much, <laughs> at yeah. an amusement park and i'm like yeah you know what honestly that logic completely tracks i'm so glad that she said it so that i didn't have to think it alone
1: <laughs> uh yeah no they're very aware and like she like the earlier line you said about the makeup. It's it's ri- she's so like there's the timing is so good, because so good. it's like do you always wear full makeup on, uh, while you're solving mysteries? And she's like, oh, I should hope so. You just see the <laughs> yeah. look on Velma's face of just like,
0: yeah, yep. This <laughs> again. Velma gets a lot of a uh, really nice cutaways of her eyes rolling, and like that's kind of most of what Velma gets to do with this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's like. Yeah, like Velma doesn't get a lot to do in this one because this one has like spoilers, supernatural stuff in it, which are always the best ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the best ones are either the ones elements. that have supernatural stuff or a mix of both. Like mm-hmm. Witches Ghost. Um, yeah. and she's just the skeptic. Like that's that's the role she plays in this right. one. Which is thankfully she's not too obnoxious. Like sometimes she yeah. can be, depending on the movie. Um, but yeah she's basically here to be like that's not logical jinkies mm. it must be something we can totally logic out yeah. it Which feels they like try. a lot of the
0: time Velma is still in a Scooby-Doo movie and everyone else is in a, a movie that Kiss made about going on adventures and then sometimes they'll just cut back to Velma still being in the Scooby-Doo movie and they, I think it crosses over pretty well but <laughs> there were a few times where I'm like oh and now we return to the Scooby-Doo part of the title <laughs>
1: Yeah Yeah, she 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 interacts with a lot of the weirder stuff, but she completely Mm -hmm. dismisses a lot of it and it's really funny. Um because like they have to go out of their way to like make it somewhat plausible. So then Daphne's or not or Velma's just like, well, of course, duh. Like clearly that's not this or it's this. But yeah, yeah, it's the one it's the one thing I don't particularly care for in the movie is is Mm the need to have to make it explainable at su- in some capacity which I'm like mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah like the mystery in this one is not actually what i'm here for like the actual yeah. like oh no what do we do mostly cuz one it's like it's it's not a the mystery itself that they're there to solve is not terribly compelling uh it's it's mm-hmm. all the stuff that leads to it that's much more interesting
0: yeah Yeah, uh, and speaking of not being particularly compelling, their uh, mystery-solving credentials aren't compelling at all to Delilah, who (laughs) corrects them that the park is closed and that the concert might even not happen tonight, and she kicks them out, so now they're off to the the parking lot where they wipe off their makeup, and Velma declares that KISS needs their help, and since now there's a mystery, uh, Fred and the rest of the gang are totally on board and ready to spring into action so we're back back at it baby the scooby gang gonna investigate
1: i i am laughing because she's like i'm the security guard blah 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 like <laughs> and yet the these five teens who she spoke to not five minutes before managed to yep. sneak
0: into the park like incredibly yes. easily She very confidently goes to mr goldman who's the park manager and informs him that she got rid of some kids who were trying to sneak stay into the park or like sneak into the park Uh, And he, while he's frustrated by the lack of customer retention, uh, you know, is reminded that it's safer to keep everyone out. Uh, Delilah's like, you know, safety first, because, again, she's totally not the witch. She totally wants people to come to the park. And he informs her that he called for backup. uh, And though she tries to assure him that she can handle, you know, figuring out what's up in the park, he needs this mystery solved in time for the Halloween concert because, again, it's a Scooby-Doo movie. We've already ta- checked off the box of amusement park. Now we got to check off the box of Halloween-related uh, time scheme. Okay? Sure. Click, yeah. Check those little like, check marks. It's, it's, We're all good.
1: The, it, you would not know it's on Halloween if they didn't say it.
0: No. There's because literally it's already a Kiss theme park. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Everyone is already dressed up like Kiss for no other reason other than it is a Kiss-themed theme park. And it just is also Halloween. Oh, oh
1: hello! There's the cat. <laughs> Hi. She sensed. What? She just re- Sorry, those
0: can't see. She just like vaulted over behind me up um, to the mic. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but it looks like the Scooby Gang, who have snuck into the park, have arrived just in time. Uh, they head for the park manager's office, uh, but Shaggy and Scoob, of course, peel off to play carnival games. Because even though this entire park is abandoned at this point functionally, everything is still operating like normal. Um, meanwhile, Which I mean, like fair, <laughs> sure, uh,
1: like you get you go you go to an amusement park expecting a concert, it's not happening, and you're afraid of ghosts. I'm gonna go play some carnival games and get some cotton yes. candy. Like, that's... I get it, I guess. Man. Like
0: Yeah, <laughs> just vibe. <laughs> Their friends, meanwhile, go and listen through uh, the window to the manager's office as they hear Goldman, the manager, complaining to Chip, who is kind of like the... St- the road manager of the band, Kiss. Goldman's complaining that if Kiss doesn't perform tonight, he'll lose the park because they won't be able to stay open. And Chip is like, I don't care about that. I just care about the tours, baby, because when they're touring, that's where the money is. And he could care less about the fate of Kiss World, a totally real theme park that we're all very invested in. Chip is going to exist in this movie exclusively to try and sell the protagonist Kiss-themed Items that they need in order to progress in their adventure, and there's always a little cutaway when he does it to like an advert TV advertisement screen, um, and I kind of love it. Like <laughs> I do, kind of love that it's... every time he shows up, you're like, oh, a new a new TV cutaway screen. <laughs> it, it
1: it definitely like by the end starts to get a little like yeah. like I cannot keep track of how many times he's shelling out a product, but I think it's like up to ten by the end. Oh, so yeah. like it's, it's roughly it's every a constant minutes. barrage <laughs> of, of him just like infomercial trying to sell you stuff.
0: Yeah, I respect that they committed to the joke and that they just kept doing it. And he re- like they yes. don't they play with it a little bit because sometimes he'll like he has a flashlight later on. It's a kiss flashlight, but he forgets to bring kiss mm-hmm. batteries, so it dies. And that's kind of fun to play with the joke. But for the most part, they play it the same way every time. Uh, and sometimes it's hilarious, and sometimes I'm like, we maybe didn't need Chip to show up in this. <laughs> <laughs> just
1: yet. Probably not, no. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but it, important it, note sh- for Chip, he doesn't care about the park in the same way that Goldman and Delilah do. So we're getting all of our suspects, we're learning about them, we're learning about their motivations, because again, Delilah's totally not the witch, so it's gotta be one of these two dudes who have a completely different build and skill set than the witch that was flying around earlier. Um, and and the, spe- <laughs> the,
1: the the witch is definitively like, she's not wearing much, uh, so no. it, it's probably not somebody in drag, we'll say. Yes. Uh, because like, if it was like somebody in like a full dress or something, it's like, okay, maybe it's somebody pretending to be a scary witch. No,
0: she's in like a- But like,
1: this lady's got abs. Like, she's in shape. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yes, because again, it's she's totally not an experienced park security officer who nope. will drop later on that she previously worked for a defense company. Um, yeah, a government defense <laughs> a government company, defense. which I'm just like I could not I just every time she showed up, I was like, oh, the witch. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: like um, like it, it, up until that point, you're like, well, we've met exactly one girl, one woman, <laughs> and no one else.
0: Yes. Uh, there's also, while Chip and Goldman have this conversation, there's a really long gag where Chip's like, I, who am I going to unload this Kiss-themed toilet to? And then they flush it and it makes the flushing sound effect and a laughter sound effect for a really long time while no one in the scene moves and no other sound plays. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. I it, thought it, yeah. It, like It was not... It's a choice. It's, it's a, a choice. choice. Um, and I laughed at it. <laughs> I don't know if it was supposed to be funny because of how long it went on or if it was supposed to be funny because it was a kiss toilet i thought it was funny because they let it run for far longer than it had any business I, running yeah
1: i think i think they were banking on the this is going a little longer oh no it's awkward oh now it's funny again like there's yeah. like a there's a bit of a line you got to find that like mm-hmm. that cut where to cut they definitely like they have good timing Like based on some of the dialogue that we've seen throughout the movie so I have to assume it was an intentional choice you
0: gotta right you gotta hope Um, as the gang overhears this conversation Shag and Scoob play a completely operational like water gun shooting game where you shoot water into the mouths of Kiss when one member of said band appears over Scoob's shoulder (gasps) gasp Shag and Scoob are sent running because uh, they're spooked by scary makeup of I think it's Demon. Uh, it's at this it's point. Demon, and he likes he like he he's he's basically
1: like Wolverine
0: in this. Yeah. like he's just kind
1: of like ah! <laughs> like, like Wolverine from like uh like X Men animated series, not like yeah, Hugh like cla- yeah, 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 like classic, yeah, like classic, like, uh, yeah,
0: he's yeah, very <laughs> cartoony. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shag and Scoob run from him right into Delilah Totally not the witch uh, And the commotion Mm. attracts Goldman's attention Who's like oh what's all this then Um, This is where Delilah drops that she used to work for the government Defense company because again she's clearly not the witch And therefore she knows how to take down intruders
1: Which is why there's clearly no (laughs) other Security guards at this park Because we
0: see no one else besides her In the first time we see her She is standing next to another security guard And she introduces herself as the head of security And then after that we never see another security guard again I, that guy Clearly, exists only yeah. for that one scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one like, moment. just to establish
1: that she must have a team, they're just all yes. not in the, in the shot at the None moment, None of them want to deal
0: with the witch. Um, I guess not. <laughs> this is where the gang reveals themselves to all of our other, you know, prolific protagonists. Uh, Velma and Daphne offer to help. Um, Fred, you know, making the argument that, like, hey, if you want the crowds to come back to the park, you better... Work with us, the Mystery Incorporated gang. Um, But before anyone can respond, there's a guitar riff and an explosion as KISS enters the movie. And the dust settles and they're posing like Power Rangers. And the title sequence immediately kicks in. And (laughs) immediately we cut to rock and roll all night as the animated title sequence that looks like it's probably more of like a music video than a title sequence plays. And I was really into this. I think this title sequence slaps. (laughs) It, it is intentional, like, it's
1: designed to look like their albums and mm-hmm. I think some of their music videos. So, like, that was the art style I assumed that they were going with, was this is a reference to something I bet someone who really likes KISS would appreciate the art and what they're doing in the intro sequence. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they get the most popular KISS song, like, out of the way immediately. Out of the way.
0: Yeah, they do, they do knock that one right out. I do think that they're, they should have swapped this and they played Detroit Rock City later in the movie, like, the finale. I think they should have swapped these two. But we'll get to it. Um, yeah. yeah. They they pretty much just pick if you go on Spotify and click on Kiss's five most popular songs, those are the five songs they're gonna play in this movie. Um, which sense, I can't yeah. fault them for it, you know. It's if it's your most no. popular song and you're doing a you know, Scooby Doo Italian movie, probably the ones you're gonna wanna try and get the rights to. They do play the whole song. <laughs> this goes on mm-hmm. for the entire duration of Rock and Roll All Night. Uh, Which is a trend that will continue for pretty much every other time a KISS song shows up in this movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's only like four or five of them. So it's not like a whole album. But if they're playing a song, I'm pretty sure they play the whole song with like, I think the end of i was made for loving you gets cut off like just a little early only at the yeah, end but like I mean, they it's they mostly like, fade the song. out
0: but it's, it's pretty yeah. much the whole thing same thing with like detroit rock city and i think there was like mm-hmm. one other song that i missed the name of um i wrote them all down so as we go through sweet. <laughs> perfect <laughs> i have notes um i did but the they... homework honestly title sequence great animation really fun i mean rock and roll night's a great song just it was fun to watch and then we exit the title sequence Immediately into the exact same shot that we left on. Like, like they, they took the shot, they cut it in the middle, they inserted the title sequence, and then it just kept going. Um, and Chip sweeps directly in front of Kiss, sweeping up all that confetti, um, <laughs> complaining about how expensive their special effects are, and that they can't use them every time they want to make an entrance. And I, at this point, I was like, you know what? I think Chip might be vying for my favorite character in the
1: movie. Yeah, like... Th- because this is the first time that bit shows up, like mm-hmm. it's really funny. I think they do, like with the with the commercial bits, do it a couple times too many where it's not yeah, as funny
0: by the end, one but the first time so. it's really effective. The first time is, you exit these like really hype title sequences into the pose, which then says that them posing is diegetic to the world of this movie. And, and Chip enters to double down on that to be like, not only is their posing diegetic, but the effects that they have used to enter the sequence are also real to the world of this movie. Um. Which will only be funnier as the story progresses. (laughs) Only gets funnier with time. (laughs) Audience, I assure you, if you think you know where this movie is going, you 100% do not. I thought I knew where this movie was going, and I was wrong, audience. I was dead wrong. (laughs) Yeah, the the first time I watched this movie, I, I, I was...
1: Very surprised by the direction they went with it because yes, anytime you have a movie where Scooby Doo is teaming up with a, another group of people of like mm-hmm. famous people or just another group, you don't know how what the dynamic is going to be because right. you're introducing new characters and seeing mm-hmm. how the characters we do know are going to interact with them, and some of them are just weird. <laughs> they're they're just. It, Again, like, like I said, like, the actual mystery is not terribly interesting. Like, Mm -hmm. they do kind of the very bare minimum to, like, investigate, really. But, like, you kind of get the sense that, like, I think it's possibly intentional. I think they were just. (laughs) dragging the mystery along so they could just hang out with KISS more yeah, which if that was honestly, if they're like oh yeah we know who the witch is we're just gonna like act this whole out so we can just have like adventures with KISS for two hours
0: mm-hmm. like, and I'm like I understand with that, as a viewer I get it <laughs> they have pretty good chemistry with these members of KISS um, they do the gang of course fangirls as KISS appears uh, Starchild's like how can we help uh, and Velma <sighs> is like actually we're here to help because we're mystery solvers. And Kiss reveals that they too are mystery solvers. And in fact, it was they who were called at the start of the movie, even though it is their theme park where they are performing that night. So they already would have been there on location at this park to solve the mystery. <laughs> yeah, like they make it sound like
1: like it's very clearly it's just for that cutaway to then cut to the gang. Yes, But like, yes. it is, it's like I I guess it's like a money-saving thing, too, so then they don't have to shill out for a group of detectives. Yeah, I mean, they are.
0: They're mystery. As we'll learn, this is one of KISS's many talents, is they are a group of mystery solvers, because every band needs a hobby, as they helpfully inform us, when Shaggy points out that they are, in fact, already a very successful rock band. Fred takes a moment here to return to the Ascot Five, who would, of course, have immediately welcomed uh, the gang's help, and I'm just... Glad my boys are getting some love. It it, it is a running bit (laughs) the whole movie. He will just not
1: shut up. He's either not shutting up about Ascot 5 or not shutting up about how much he
0: hates Star Child. Yes. It's one or the other. (laughs) One or the other. I really thought the Ascot 5 was going to be a throwaway joke at the beginning, but they really committed to it. It it carries through till the very end. I Um, was praying they'd show up. Oh, as so like, characters i wanted like as so like badly. the opening <laughs> act for kiss <laughs> yes because i think that would have been really funny uh, but no, sadly, they so don't actually make it. Tragic appearance. that they do not make an on-screen appearance. Um no, Kiss sadly tells not. the members of the the Scooby Gang to get lost, uh, and Fred brags about their skill in mystery solving, particularly in amusement park mysteries, listing off a few of their previous accomplishments. Um, but Kiss doesn't seem super impressed because they're like, "Well, we solve mysteries on a cosmic level," which thankfully Velma was also confused by. So I'm sure we're going to get an explanation for that one. She kind of just waves it off as,
1: like, oh, they're just being, like, dramatic. Dramatic. Like, or, or in character, presumably, yeah. is what she thinks. Because, like, mm-hmm. at this point, they never say their names, like, their actual names. Like, because there's, like, you know, the demon yeah. and also Gene Simmons. At no point do they ever refer to them by their no. real names.
0: They are, they are exclusively... only ever their
1: character names. That's the thing. This is mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo meets Kiss- but they're band personas specifically <laughs> yes. not the which is weird cuz like there's the band and then the band personas and then the it's it's a it's it's so weird as they It's a weird choice but I
0: think that it's a necessary one for the sto- for the type of movie that they're in currently because I think if you were to take that extra step and be like actually this is Gene Simmons maybe I'm not sure if I would buy into the vibe of this entire film so much and also the fact that they are hopefully not like 70 while yeah this is happening. Then, uh we're gonna find out later
1: that they uh am- amongst other things uh are not human so no. that <laughs> probably fine. was a choice to like yeah. okay yeah we're gonna take their band lore like their flavor text that they have mm-hmm. but that's them that's who they're playing in this movie so it's like oh okay all right that makes
0: more sense (laughs) exactly um and the demon who i guess his persona is uh grumpy uh animated wolverine raphael ninja turtles types you know he's our he's our he's our lancer yeah he's our Um, (laughs) rap Yeah, uh, my boy. There was a reason I like Demon so much, and <laughs> it's, it's because I have a was, favorite type of character. <laughs> I was going to say, is
1: Raph your favorite of the turtles? Raf is my favorite.
0: Uh, I was recently humbled by Twitter because I, uh, I did a poll asking who everyone's favorite Ninja Turtle was because I, sh- I did throw some shade on Leonardo on a live stream uh and twitter brought me to, to bear on that one but i stand by my boy Raff. he's okay he's
1: rude. i was always a donatello fan like i donnie's I like, a good one too. i like the bow staff and i, I yeah. like he's the smart guy so like Everyone's that's always the, the character guy. i tend to gravitate i towards like is, you like, know when guy. you're
0: when you're a child you like michelangelo and as you mature you you grow into either donatello or raphael and I stand by that no one's favorite is Leo, but I guess I'm wrong about that one. Um, yeah, no, I <laughs> never met anyone whose favorite was Leonardo. At least right. not in right because
1: I, I grew up watching the original cartoon and then the live mm. action movies. So <laughs> Leonardo doesn't really have that strong of a personality in either no. of them. So it makes he's, sense you know, he's that the every
0: turtle. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's well. He's the like like the first movie, which weirdly I didn't see. For, like, the longest time, I only ever saw the second movie because we didn't own the first one. So <laughs> I I only watched Secret of the Ooze growing up for, like, a really long time. Ooh, that's right. I, I love that movie unabashedly. Like... I-
0: you're talking to a long time turtle fan i love all of those movies but only watching secret of the ooze out of all three of those is better that than the optimal. time travel one like the time Our, travel turtles in one. time we don't have you uh-huh. know this is we got we don't have time to get into the <laughs> wider turtles universe but you and me offline we're going to talk about turtles in time because i have some thoughts on that movie uh but Starchild, uh, demon tells him to get lost. Star Child, like, pulls all the other kiss boys into the huddle, and he's like, Hey, guys, slow down. The eye sees everything. Uh, and he explains that in his magic eye, because one of his eyes has got a star painted on it, because he's Star Child, um, mm-hmm. he's seen a vis- vision of the future. Apparently, his eye has superpowers, and he's not sure how or why, but they're gonna need these kids. So, for plot reasons, they can't get rid of the Scooby Gang right now, even though ostensibly they have no reason to keep him around. Um, and,
1: and, and Demon uh, naturally is like, yeah. And he, po- like, at this point, like, like <laughs> Daphne's been like, oh my God, Star Child. And you're like, okay, very typical, yeah, like, meeting, typical meeting a, a, a musician you like, yeah. who you may have a crush on. Cool. He is flirting with her. Uh huh. And it's just. Like, so, like, he's very, like, and he's. it's not just, like, he's being kind of, like, charming. He's, like, legitimately, no, like, they're we're pretty flirting. sure he's interested because Demon says, like, yeah, it has nothing to do with the hot redhead over
0: here. This was in the, the point in the movie where I had to Google how old all the members of Kiss were <laughs> <laughs> and generously the 50s and that's being very generous so there have Here's to be the thing, characters no here. matter what
1: age they are it's still weird it's still weird
0: it's still weird on from both like, angles at best she's 19 yeah like at best so the kiss decides you know even though the scooby gang is dubiously just humans which i feel like at that point i was missing a lot of critical kiss lore but don't worry audience we'll get to it i promise you you will understand why that scene why that makes sense later like, That was the first line that made me go, oh no, not this again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh no. um, They decide to go with the eye and they welcome the Scooby gang into the fold. Uh, They then get the backstory. Daphne's like, who's this witch everyone's talking about? And they go to review the security footage of the witch demanding rock. Uh, And Scoob and Shaggy try to hide in Delilah's locker because after all she couldn't be the witch so hiding in her locker will surely not be important later fred comments that it's like the witch is searching for something and daphne guesses that something is a rock and at this point i was like oh this isn't a movie about solving a mystery <laughs> this is, no the mystery is not important to this movie no sometimes like there's an actual
1: interesting mystery like the i think zombie island has probably one of the most interesting mm-hmm. like actual mysteries in the story um this one is not uh, no. But that's not the point of the movie. The point no, of the movie this is, a is vehicle you're walking to around you. a KISS themed amusement yeah.
0: park. With yeah, this KISS feeding you KISS interacting with the Scooby Gang, and that's why we're here. We're not here to solve a mystery. Um, no. This is I mean, also they where. They are, but. They are, but they're not. But they are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kiss except for demon who goes off to uh, feed the demon which is code for eat starts to show the gang around the park uh, Shaggy and Scooby also break off to eat because as we all know that's sort of their like one personality trait um, is that they're cowardly and they like to eat things uh, Daphne continues to flirt with Starchild and the investigation begins Scooby and Shaggy watch the demon breathe fire to heat up a corn dog, and they try to sneak past him to get to the the glorious fast food stalls, which are all unmanned, so it's all self-serve, because again, this park is closed down. But they're awful at it, and they get caught after bumping into his shoe and flipping his table. Um, The demon, very mad about this, roars at them, uh, and they take off running, deciding to ride some rides. Instead, as they hustle away they walk past a window where a woman in medieval garb watches spookily um which made me doubt which for about like... 0.5 seconds that delilah was the witch but then i remembered it's never the second it's never the second person so it's gotta still be you, delilah you can right? tell. you could tell the writers like oh no we need to establish another we, we female need characters another woman Shh, what could we put in this kiss themed amusement park sh- cool you psychic lady, lady i guess yeah, throw yeah. Her in there. it's
1: fine yeah <laughs> she doesn't wear shoes which is a weird choice like, yeah right what an odd thing like i get she's going for like a fortune teller look i would never walk around an amusement park barefoot are you no
0: listening?
1: no i Do think that's a very good die? way to get
0: tetanus yeah that's
1: not optimal a tetanus
0: and or just like
1: your feet are gonna be so gross by the oh, like yeah. in a minute you step you in one puddle
0: ew gross <laughs> but we don't have time to we don't see your feet just yet so. <laughs> Uh, Yay! (laughs) we return to the rest of the gang who are on their park tour now with demon back in the uh the band they explain each section of the park was designed by a member of kiss um and we see shaggy and scooby on all of these rides as they list them off demon made the brimstone barbecue uh the roller coaster um spaceman has electric alley which is also sort of a roller coaster but it's more like electric alley it's like a tunnel ride um Catman has the Whirling Wildcats, which is my personal favorite because it <laughs> looks like it's just like teacup ride. But <laughs> but they're on
1: like little like tigers. Like a, it's like a carousel, but without, um, without like a pole like to hold yeah. on to, but with like handlebars
0: on like the ears. It's really yeah, cute. Really cute. Um, uh, Catman did not get enough uh, screen time in this movie was my big takeaway. Uh, and Starchild has the Dynasty star Ferris wheel, um, which is a big star in the middle of it and is a Ferris wheel. And there is a fifth ride, The Destroyer, which is the roller coaster we saw in the opening of the movie, and is currently closed to the public because of the witch, Um, along with all the other rides, because this entire amusement park is currently closed to the public. Um, Well, you get the sense that like when the park was open earlier, mm -hmm. uh,
1: this was one of the rides that was closed down, because it was the most recent witch attack.
0: Starchild continues to flirt with Daphne, and this is where Fred gets his first of many little pep talks from Velma about how Starchild is just a regular guy who puts his pants on like everyone else. And in order to immediately undercut that, there is all of Kiss jumps on stage and do like one-to-one Sailor Moon transformation sequences. Like they fully, like, Starchild fully just does Sailor Venus's transformation sequence. <laughs> like uh-huh. Space Man is Jupiter. Yeah, I like, have, it is- I
1: have. I have the list on point. because yeah, <laughs> they make sense because they they okay so when I reviewed this originally I am also a big Sailor Moon fan so I immediately mm-hmm. clocked that these transformation yes. sequences yes. are like they are like you can't rotoscope animation but essentially it is pretty much yeah. copying they like, use the, the exact same pose. Like
0: all of the elements move in the same way that they do in the Sailor Moon version yes. it's the same type of effect just the same look and design like it's spookily accurate.
1: Yes and three of them make sense one doesn't. Uh, so, uh, Demon has Sailor mm-hmm. Mars' transformation sequence, which makes sense because he's been like fire. You know, he's, he can breathe fire. Cool. Uh, Spaceman has Sailor Jupiter's sequence. He uses mm-hmm. electricity. He's, we've established this. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Star Child has the Venus sequence because her ribbons has like stars in it. So I'm like, yeah. okay, that yeah. makes Star. sense. Star,
0: it's one word. But
1: then <laughs> we get Catman. Catman. <laughs> and my man, Catman. Cat- Catman's... <laughs> Transformation is Sailor Star Healer from the Mm -hmm. last season of Sailor Moon, which a lot of people haven't seen because it never came over here in the original dub because there were a lot of reasons it didn't come over here, but probably because they're (laughs) leather clad, gender bending lesbians from outer space. Like not yeah, think that's a that's, pretty That's a good way to probably describe them. And they I mean, have, like, a full yeah. sequence where they're, they're, like, going from male form to female form. So the, the U.S. Mm-hmm. was just like, we can't cousins this one, guys. I'm sorry.
0: Can't <laughs> <Like, laughs> cousins
1: this one. Like, uh, if you don't know what that
0: means, you're welcome. Yeah, go check uh, out the Sailor Moon R Promise of the Rose episode for more on that.
1: Well, uh, no. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they, they are pretty much... Identical to those tra- transformation sequences, just slightly slight differences here and there, but it's almost exactly the same. It's only one really it's funny.
0: The kind of thing that could only like I don't know if that was someone on the animation staff was in charge of that sequence and a huge 100%. Sailor Moon fan. One hundred percent. Or or perhaps funnier is Kiss huge Sailor Moon fans and requested that their transformation sequence be themed like that because in order to put in that that Catman sequence where he's using the um. That fifth season transformation, like that's deep. Like you have to be in pretty deep to Sailor Moon to know that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess because it's the only one that didn't really make any sense. Because like the other three, either aesthetically or like, like the element connects to that person. Yeah, he's a cat.
0: He's cat. So like, there's no
1: cat transformation sequence for the Scouts. So unfortunate. They kind of just had to work with what they got.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, but they all transform. It's fantastic. They're in, like, very similar but slightly different, more, like, leotardy outfits than they were before. Um, Velma's like, oh, that was probably all pre-planned special effects, you know, because she's, you know, she's the skeptic. And a third woman, a brunette woman, walks out and is like, yep, got it in one, smart lady, and it's just a test run for the show tonight, which is not how any rehearsal has ever worked, ever. Um, (laughs) So we've demon then's like we need to go do our own investigation and the band breaks off for a bit. Uh, the brunette introduces herself. She's uh, Shandy Strutter, Kiss's head techie. She's in charge of all of the stage effects that they do during their concerts and things. Fred <laughs> scoffs at Daphne being a fan and she corrects him that Kiss doesn't have fans. They have the Kiss army. Um, so Fred takes mm-hmm. a moment to hype up the Ascot 5's enthusiastic youth organization. <laughs> which I get so funny he's
1: just a youth (laughs) pastor in this movie
0: it's like hilarious
1: (laughs) if it a lot of props to the voice actor because a lot of these lines if they were not read the the way that he reads them it would come across as like so cringy to the point where Mm -hmm. it is not funny but it works
0: yeah, it's very. It's a very genuine read to these lines that, like, it's just so yeah. earnest that you just buy into, like, this is just how this guy is, you know? He's so wholesome, like, he's, he's just s- he he's is just a himbo youth pastor too here too to solve a world. mystery. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of being pure and true to who you are, Shaggy and Scooby are munching on some iced cream and heading for the rockin' flume, uh, which is like a log flume that's all inside and is themed like Kiss. Because again. We are in Kiss World. On the ride, a mysterious smelly red fog picks up. And, of course, the witch appears because she needs rock. uh, Causing (laughs) Boy and his dog to trip backwards, turn on the ride on the control panel, fall into one of the flume boats, and then ride the ride. Um, Another Kiss song kicks in as this chase sequence happens. This is Uh, Shout It Out Loud. Shout It Out Loud. um, As the witch chases them on the log flume... Uh, And pretty much that's going to be for the rest of the song, is they're going to be on this log plume and the witch will be right behind them. Uh, They will switch between enjoying the ride and being terrified of the witch until they get off of the
1: ride. Yeah, like, you can tell during, like, the musical sequences is when they get to play a lot with, like, Mm -hmm. the animation. Um, And they do a really good job, like... Like, yeah, it, when we're just describing it, it doesn't sound super interesting. It's just like, oh, she chases them on a log flume ride. Woo. Yeah. But it's actually, like, it's well done. Like, it's paced really well. It looks very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just, it's it, it's a small thing. I I don't know. Maybe it's just because I watched Supernatural a lot back in the day. <laughs> uh, but, like, the, oh, man, do you smell rotten eggs? And, like, immediately sulfur. Like, yeah. does anyone think of anything else? Is They've now twice me?
0: described the smell of rotten eggs whenever this witch's smoke pulls so out. I'm like, that's. It's chemicals. Also, I don't.
1: I don't remember if that, like, ever actually comes into, like, play. They mentioned, like, chemicals
0: or something later, and I'm like, I There's don't, a. They vaguely the mentioned chemicals, that? but they don't specifically tie it back to why everyone was smelling rotten eggs. It's like, oh, well, this is how she made the gas that makes her, like, do this stuff. Um, but. I guess they're they trying to make super... it seem like, oh, she's a demon.
1: Or something. Yeah, they kind of like, wrap up the mystery like at about eggs.
0: two minutes at the very end, so they don't dwell too long on the specifics no. of the witch's application. Um, in the escape sequence, they do leave the log flume ride, and they end they like dangle from a swinging ride for a while. They fall into a giant pile of Kiss rabbit-themed plush toys, and they eventually do end up in like a spinning teacup ride, but all the teacups are drums. Um, and just as all hope seems right. lost, uh, Kiss shows up and literally flies to the rescue. They have superhero attacks and shoot lasers from their makeup and stuff, and they fight off the witch as she declares that they'll never stop her and disappears. Uh, and Kiss also flies off, and as soon as they exit, Daphne, Velma, and Fred round the corner and help their two very, you know, tw- all turned around friends off of the ride. Uh, so we've just <laughs> Yeah, they seen... always have all the cool stuff happening just to
1: the left of where the other yes. three are. <laughs> Exactly, um, but yeah, like if the earlier stuff, the um, the transformation sequences was Sailor Moon. This is Dragon Ball Z. Like yes. it is like kamehameha <laughs> transformation sequences, laser beams. Like uh. it's
0: ridiculous, it's and nuts. it's
1: really, really funny.
0: This is your first little like, taste of it, you know. Too, you don't you think maybe is this it? I, I was unprepared
1: for how fun it was, and like so how like smooth the animation is in those sequences yeah. too. Like, um, I think the one that's the most visually impressive is probably Spaceman, because he's got, like, all the electric stuff going on, and, like, mm-hmm. he's jumping out of the way of the lightning, like, he's on the friggin' Thunder Planes from Final Fantasy X. Like, it <laughs> looks ridiculous. It's um yeah. It's so good. Like, it just, oh. it's so pretty. It's so, pr- you could tell where the budget went was oh, just yeah. for, like, these sequences, because oh, yeah. it looks so good.
0: Yeah, the backgrounds otherwise are like they're nice but they're pretty like standard flat kind of like here is an amusement park background Uh, and then we get to the fight sequences and it's like oh wait and yes I did say sequences because there were a few of them oh yeah no no (laughs) it gets even crazier later (laughs) Shaggy and Scoob are passed out in the infirmary uh, but luckily Chip ever the entrepreneur is there to sell Daphne kiss themed smelling salts Um, But when that doesn't work, Fred whips out a churro and the boys are back up at the sweet, sweet smell of fried dough. Um, The gang asks what happened and Shaggy brings them all up to speed. It's like the last five minutes of the movie recapped. Uh, And the key takeaway here is that they reveal that Kiss has superpowers, but the rest of the gang doesn't believe them.
1: Which, fair. Like, you know, like they just woke up from like a coma. Like they assume... Presumably they got all it's turned around be, on the
0: ride. They're all boondoggles. Yeah, it's like oh,
1: okay, all right. I see what you're doing, movie. Yeah, like, movie. Okay. It's plausible deniability. Okay, okay. <laughs> and also, Kiss doesn't say that they have superpowers. Like they don't. They don't deny it, but they don't say anything either. Yeah. So because um, they're
0: also in the room with them. <laughs> yeah, Kiss just sort of like shows up. They're like, we're also here now. Daphne asks what they should do next and the medieval garbed woman from earlier busts in through the door and with her cloak Mm -hmm. billowing behind her tells them to leave and assures kiss that these children are nothing but trouble who will help the Crimson Witch. We've got a name for a bad guy and her plans for devastation to this world. Oh yeah, that's why she's named the Witch. Yes, she's the (laughs) Crimson Witch. Um,
1: Which I assume has to
0: be a reference to something, presumably. I guess. Like, Again, I don't, most of I feel these... like I was lacking a lot of KISS lore in the latter half well, of this movie.
1: Well, uh, uh, there are two, like, randos who have names that are mm-hmm. KISS-specific. So I have to assume that anything in here is a reference to something. Like, yeah. either an album, a person, a song. Like, there, there's two NPCs <laughs> named Beth and Christine, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, that, that tells you everything you need to know about, like, <laughs> reference material in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then says that if they want to speak further, they know where to find her and leaves. Kiss explains that that was Chikara, the psychic who works at the park. Um, and Starchild suggests that someone go talk to her. So Velma and Spaceman head off to talk to Chikara. Um, meanwhile, Daphne and Child go to the drum ride to try and pick up the witch's trail with Fre- Fred tagging behind... Um, And that leaves Demon and Catman to keep an eye on Shaggy and Scooby, Um, but Demon, who is not into this, confettis himself away, which Chip, of course, sweeps up and complains about after he leaves, continuing Chip's theme of having exactly two gags and doing nothing else in this movie. Uh, (laughs) Pretty much. Just posing and fighting. Yep. Fred does some real investigating while Daphne gets a picture taken with Starchild. Um, and by real investigating, I mean he collects the one clue of this movie—a uh, residue that he scoops into a little baggie from the witch's uh, gas. Fred takes the picture of her and Starchild, but his thumb is always covering Starchild's face in the photos, and Daphne gets all, like, peeved at him, and Fred's like, well, we never take pictures together, and we solve mysteries all the time. Uh, But don't worry, because Starchild is a talented acrylic painter, and has painted a portrait of them, but he painted his thumb over Fred's face. (laughs) Which is a real,
1: like like that's when you know like that's when you know he's not just being like polite like he's legitimately like competing with fred for daphne's affections which (laughs) i it's so weird it's so like the thing that makes it weirdest is the fact that he along with everyone else in kiss refers to the group as those kids at some point or another in the movie and it's just like You were flirting with Daphne. (laughs) She is part of that group.
0: This is a little squeaky. I'm not feeling too
1: comfortable about this.
0: Okay, I guess. That was one of the running through lines that felt the most like Kiss had some semblance of creative control and maybe someone in the group (laughs) had a crush on Daphne when they were a kid. Uh, I mean, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't know anything about the production history of this movie. I had no idea what was going on during half of the actual movie while I was watching it. But that, mm, that's, that's the vibes I was getting from this plot line. compared to, like, Demon, Spooks, Shaggy, and Scoob. Feels kind of like any writer could have been like, here's this character and this thing, here's these characters in this thing, they have these traits, we put them together, here's what naturally happens. Um, yeah. This, it, this it, plot it, line mean, was giving me...
1: It's not weird until you you're thinking of them like... As like their real life counterparts, but yeah. then when we're like, oh no, this isn't there. This is obviously the band personas of Kiss at their height. Mm-hmm. Still would have been like maybe twenty five. Been... Like yeah. would have a... if so it was just like a fictional, okay. like like a twenty five year old dating a nineteen year old. That's a not... situational thing. It's not, not like the greatest look, but not great.
0: Yeah, it's kind it's of like, like that's, look. I guess, a rock star move. But is it a
1: good rock star move? Uh,
0: yeah. But and also, if, they're
1: not human, so that's even weirder. But like, <laughs>
0: which, again, if you haven't picked up by now, kiss is not all that they seem. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out more almost immediately. Because as they continue investigating, Starchild reveals that his eye has X-ray powers and then goes to scan the scene. Um, and he declares that there's a supernatural presence at work. Um... When Daphne, in the second moment of investigation in this movie, picks up on the sounds of the floor, one being hollow, one being solid, and they discover a trapdoor, which Starchild explains, leads to the catacombs, which are a series of tunnels under the park that connect all of the stage areas and rides. Great. Which is a name that I have heard before for theme
1: park like hallways and underground mm-hmm. tunnels and stuff. So that's that's not that weird
0: yeah. uh of a of a name altogether. At this considered. point I was like, "Oh, maybe we're you know, we veered pretty far from the Scooby-Doo formula. Maybe we're turning back on, you know, because this is tunnels, lots of doors, great place also, for a hallway scene." <laughs> and,
1: and it's this is like the first time in the movie where Daphne is kind of looking at Star Child being like, "Hmm. Hmm. What's up with I that?" I must have a type. <laughs> I like them dumb and pretty. <laughs>
0: like, Definitely had that like, moment, that existential crisis that I'm sure we're all familiar with. Of like, man, maybe there is a pattern. <laughs> am I the drama? I'm, I think I'm the drama. Oh my god, am I the drama? <laughs> um, but Starchild drops, jumps down into the catacombs. Fred trying to follow shortly after, but much less smoothly, falling into the tunnels. Um, we don't see too much of the results of that other than him and Velma are now investigating, and we move over to Chikara where Chikara uh welcomes sort of Velma <laughs> in and the two duke it out with words for a minute and uh, spaceman is also spaceman is also so there, she has an, just... <laughs> she has one of the kiss members with her he doesn't say much yet uh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, uh, Demon and, and Star Child definitely get the most lines, yeah. but Spaceman gets a million more than
0: Catman. Catman barely Justice talks in for my in boy Catman. Uh, Ch- <laughs> Chikara informs them that the Crimson Witch senses the Rock of Kisteria, uh, audience, that's Kisteria, um, get it, is mm-hmm. nearby, uh, and explains that the Rock is the key to holding evil at bay. So, you know how we've all been assuming this whole time, because this is a movie with Kiss in it, that when she said she wanted rock, she meant, like, rock and roll music? No, 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 no. It's much more literal than that.
1: I do love that she conveniently was yelling what she was looking for, like, to yeah. the security cameras and to all so these witnesses convenient. and stuff.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> apparently... This all began in the cosmic realm, Kisteria, on Halloween night, because it's a Scooby-Doo movie, so it has to take place on Halloween night. And now we're going to get a little despite lore despite the dump. fact it's in a
1: different dimension, they yes. have the same number of days as Same us. calendar. It's... Same
0: holidays. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a when lore dump. you see what this place looks like? Like, we Audience, only get a hint of what it looks like. ready.
1: <laughs> it is... I'm not, again, I'm not a, I'm not a familiar with a lot of the lore of KISS. Like, I've listened to a lot mm-hmm. of their music, but I'm not as familiar with, like, the lore. Yeah. I don't know how accurate this is supposed to be to, like, their album covers or whatever. <laughs> but, my gosh, it is weird looking.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, we go to a volcano in Kisteria where the Crimson Witch has created a giant horror known as the Destroyer. Hey, remember what that roller coaster was called in the beginning of the movie? Um, which is capable of sending devastation throughout the realm. Uh, and the warriors of Kisteria had one hope, the Kisteria crystals. So we're going full like Captain Planet Voltron here for a minute. Each Each crystal sounds like a musical note. And using the music of the crystals, they forced the destroyer to retreat into the volcanic temple where they transferred the energy of the crystals into a single powerful rock. Rock, audience. And that is the rock of Kisteria, which trapped the demon forever. And the Crimson Witch wants to get that rock by Halloween for thematic spookiness. And so that she can free the destroyer. And Chikara continues to explain that the current guardians of the rock are descendants of those original warriors and are today known as, you guessed it, Kiss. Yeah, this whole. <laughs> this is just. I, I read that pretty rotely. That's kind of just how it's dumped on you in the movie. Pretty
1: much. Yeah, like, this is, like, honestly, like, if they didn't need to, like, establish some of this for some stuff later. Yeah. I would have assumed the only reason they put this in here is to give this fortune teller lady something to say. Yeah. Because she has zero impact on the story otherwise. Not a one. Um, like, at least the other person has, like, moments where you're like, oh, oh, okay, I can see why she's a suspect. This lady? She's Once just here. she has her weird <laughs> spiel and she's reading from a book... Uh with cool pictures and, like, iconography on it and stuff that looks like Kiss or whatever. Like, once this scene is done, she does not appear again until the end. Yeah, she just sort of exits. Um,
0: She's she's just there to, like,
1: be spooky and and for Velma to just go, that's stupid.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because Velma, immediately after hearing this lore dump, is, like, incredibly matter of fact, uh, just refutes all like, oh you know isn't that just referring like that the destroyer is just the roller coaster and isn't the diamond just the detroit rock diamond that you guys got from the city of detroit um which which they established they're like (laughs) oh yeah you got this award
1: and it looks like this thing and it's like a big black diamondy looking thing. yeah
0: and spaceman's like oh yeah we totally have that we used to display it at the hall of kiss story you know, because, like, Kiss and History, in the park. Um, but near Halloween, we keep it with us on tour for as of yet undisclosed reasons. Because um, I, I think they say <laughs> at some point,
1: like, they can only free the Destroyer on Halloween. So, like, that makes sense that they would take it with them around yeah. the time that bad prophecy shenanigans could happen, I suppose. I
0: guess. But anyway, this is Velma sort of blowing this case right open. And is like, no, no, this is all a cover story to like hide the real story, which is what I told you moments ago. And she's not having any of this and throws Velma and Spaceman uh, out of her house to exit the movie pretty much until the last five minutes. Um, there, there, there is one
1: bit in this sequence that is really good. Because, again, the Destroyer is also the name of that coaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the fortune teller lady's being, like, spooky and ominous. And she's like, the the Destroyer, it'll uh, bring terror and thrills. Something, yes. something. There's, like, a line she spills. And, and Velma's like, yes, I know. It's on the sign for the ride. And then it cuts to the yeah.
0: ride with the exact quote at the bottom. I think this sequence <laughs> just... is smart in a way... Uh, that I didn't realize when I was watching it the first time because everything Velma is saying is what I, an audience member who had no idea where this movie was going, was also mm-hmm. thinking. Because I'm still thinking this is yep. a Scooby-Doo movie at this point. Yep. I don't realize yeah. that what I'm actually watching is a Kiss movie. So at this point, I'm like okay, Velma is naming all the ways that this is actually like a classic Scooby-Doo plot. They're playing on a local legend. There's going to be some logical explanation at the end. And that's how they're going to get you when the the yeah. Kiss of it all comes in.
1: <laughs> oh yeah no like you're like oh okay this is just the spooky lady giving us a weird prophecy thing we've seen Mm -hmm. this before like Mm -hmm. okay sure that's 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 fine like yeah okay sure and then like spaceman's just like "Mm
0: mm-hmm yeah spaceman is still that makes (laughs) sense 100% on board he buys it he's like she's never wrong save that time she predicted love gunnel would go gold because that album went platinum which is like yeah okay that they had to get at least one album plug joke in there And Velma and Spaceman exit scene uh, to go walk around the park, I guess. Fred and Daphne... I appreciate (laughs) the weird friendship they have, by the way. Yeah, right. Because,
1: like, (laughs) she's like, that's the amount of affection I was expecting for them to team up with. Yeah. Because she, like... She, like, takes his arm... Like, he offers his arm to her, like, when they go to split off, uh, originally. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's very polite. Yeah, it's very nice. Friendly, like, that was what polite. I was expecting.
0: The the mystery solvers' unity, you know? They're both mystery-solving groups, as we all know. They have a certain bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, we're forced to return to the Starchild-Daphne dynamic, uh, as Fred and Daphne search the catacombs for Starchild, um... This is where Daphne wishes she had a flashlight and once again, Chip spawns in behind them because we all know that he just appears when summoned. Uh, Except sell him a kiss flashlight. Um, He says he was checking up on props for the concert uh, as a weird kind of like undulating sound kicks in in the background. Uh, They follow the sound and eventually find the special effects lab where Shandy and Starchild are testing special effects. Remember that other woman who was introduced after the woman who's totally not the witch?
1: at least this time they they established like oh you have the only key card to this area where, yeah, those, you where have all this you were something something ha- effects ha- knowledge <laughs> yeah it's like oh okay clearly that's why she's suspicious is because she's yeah. got the the key like, card the, the access card like oh, okay uh, that's yeah. more than you gave the fortune teller lady she other than she has skills
0: <laughs> yeah um, Star Child's like, I searched this whole sector, save the chem lab, which is why I came to Shandy, because as you just mentioned, she's the only one who has the key. And as they walk, this is where she explains that chemicals have gone missing lately, and that's why she's been keeping the lab locked up, and no one gets into it without going through her first. Um, Mm -hmm. The chem lab itself is empty. Fred asks Shandy to analyze the residue from the witch's dust. Remember that one clue they gathered earlier in the movie? And Fred flirts a and, little bit with Shandy, so now our love triangle yeah. is a square for some reason. <laughs> and But this one is, like,
1: appropriate. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it's vague. We don't know how old Shandy is, but it seems not that much older than him. She's them, not leveraging or, uh, any
0: sort of, like, fame or clout in order to attract... No. Like, it's just, they're just bonding, you know? And apparently, like, Freddy owns, like,
1: Criminology, like equipment at home, because they start Mm -hmm. bonding over like different, like machines that they have in the lab. And he's like, "Oh man, I have two of those at home." And you're like, "Freddie, what do you do?
0: What do you do? What do you do in your spare time?" They solve mysteries. That's that's all the Uh gang does.
1: He's definitely not selling drugs on the side. Definitely (laughs) not. (laughs) Let's check.
0: Come on, guys. We all know that. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh. Meanwhile, Catman has Shaggy and Scooby helping him set up the stage for the concert. Uh, he sends them underneath through the trapdoor to grab the Kiss Monsters, which are like animatronics, but they get distracted by the green room, which has a full buffet set up and, of course, a creepy witch. So they get chased around by the witch again and try to hide behind the Kiss Monsters, but the witch brings them to life because, of course, she does. And they hide in a closet, and it seems like maybe the monsters have left. <gasps> but shaggy and scooby they don't trust like that uh so they don't they don't come out when the gang starts calling to them but eventually you know they managed to get them out of the closet so all's well in that uh subsequent chase sequence and a thing to
1: establish here is that the 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 others who come to find them don't see these like statues that came to life or whatever yeah. they're like they're gone they're not there oh and it's like, oh, what could it be? <laughs> it's it's a terrible explanation later, but yeah. uh, just just to establish this ahead of time.
0: Yes, important to plant those little seeds now. Um, mm-hmm. The gang then runs through their suspects on the chem lab computer just so that we're all up to date. Chip is the only one who wants the park shut down. Shandy is the only one smart enough to pull it off. She has, like, the special effects know-how. Goldman and the security lady Delilah don't want the park to close because they'll lose their jobs, which seems like a suspiciously quick way to breeze past Delilah, but okay. Uh, and Shikara is the one most obsessed with the witch, because she's still here. Um, and we also learn that the Detroit Rock is the rock from the song Detroit Rock City, so that's nice. Uh-
1: <laughs> they, they pull up like this isn't like a group meeting that they have when discussing no. the suspects. By the way, they go to a computer they with like a big a screen and they pull screen. up little like character cards for each that of their they've suspects. Made, apparently, yes. Somehow, like with their data and everything in it, and they're just like, when did they have the time to make these? I guess. I guess maybe. When also, Shiny when were some of Scoop these people posing this way? Because Shandy looks like a pinup girl with the way like she's like posed.
0: <laughs> maybe it's like their personal <laughs> photos like, hmm. or something. I guess so. Like park ID But like, yeah, badges. they're like, yeah,
1: so like, they're like, oh, okay, well, we don't really have any strong motives mm-hmm. is the thing that they, the, the, the that's kind of like the common thread that they notice is like, yeah, even with the, even with the fortune teller lady being like Ooh, spooky witch or whatever, that's not necessarily a motive. Yeah, like, and they don't really ever find a motive until no, the very they end. They sort of whip one out of thin air at the end. Um, Which is very Scooby-Doo, like, that. that's classic original Scooby-Doo.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is also where Shaggy's like, I thought the rock that the witch wanted meant rock and roll. Uh, but apparently he's the only one who thought that, including all of the members of KISS, who make their appearance right now and are like, no, obviously she meant a real rock. Come on, guys, what are we what are we doing here? But th- though they do say,
1: like, oh, no, that's actually a good idea. Yeah, I'm about it that way. <laughs>
0: Uh, Daphne suggests they use the rock to set a trap, and Starchild agrees to hand it over, and the band brings out the rock, which Demon doesn't like, because Demon doesn't like anything the other three members of the band do at pretty much any moment in this movie, but he goes along with all of it. All four members of the band put their hands on this crazy, like, secure box, and it unlocks, and they bring out the Detroit rock, the world's largest black diamond. (laughs) The box it is in looks
1: like a, like a, like a treasure box you would find in Mass Effect. Like, it yes. looks weird. It <laughs> like, looks like a prop
0: from the Goonies. It's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like, it,
1: it, it doesn't look, it's not, we say a box, it's a container. No. Like, it's yeah. not even box vessel, shaped. It's so will. weird. Yeah, some <laughs> sort of containing vessel. Yeah, and this this diamond is like the size of Shaggy's head.
0: Yes, and Shaggy, of course, is like, well, who's gonna be the bait? And you know, Shaggy, you know the answer to that question. It's you and Scoop. Come on. It's always uh, you.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Catman's like, put yourself in our shoes. So they put on boots in the style of Kiss and walk out into the park, holding the rock and wearing a headset. They struggle to walk in the boots because of they're, like, high-heeled leather demonias or something. So they're struggling. They're, like, platinum.
1: They're, they're, they're
0: big heels. That makes yeah. Shaggy, who's already tall, like, even <laughs> taller. And they gangly legs, the animation of the walk, it's all very humorous. Velma says a line in the scene that sums up the whole movie. We need to wrap this mystery up before the concert starts. <laughs> Which really sent me. I'm like, you're not allowed to be that aware of what your movie is doing yeah
1: and like because we're in the theme park and we don't establish how long everything is like when they arrive at the park it is nighttime Mm -hmm. it stays nighttime the entire time so clearly this has only been happening over the course of like a couple of hours so it's just like what time was the concert supposed to be (laughs) like
0: a like a like a really late
1: concert i'm guessing
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been to some, like, end-of-day theme park concerts, but usually they start around sundown, and the sun has been down for, I have to assume, hours at this point. At least three or four
1: hours, and, like, we haven't seen where these, where anyone else has gone. No. Like, there's no
0: cutaway to, like, a crowd or anything. Everyone runs out of the park, we assume it's empty for everyone to save our main characters, and then we just don't see anyone else until the concert starts. Yeah. So, it's kind of like, oh, right, they're supposed to be it on a concert. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> this is also where we get a little cutaway to Goldman's, the security manager, and Chip all talking about the concert, which is where Chip learns that Kiss is doing tonight's co- show for free, which he's not happy about. And then they double down and give out free t-shirts, too. So now we get to just really reinforce force that Chip is in this for the money. Yes. Shaggy walks around holding the rock, and of course, this trap works as the red mist kicks up and the witch appears. Shaggy and Scoob run towards their friends, but the witch grabs the rock, and as she cheers, Fred springs a trap. And the witch is brought to the ground by Annette, and it's time for the moment you all know and love, unmasking the villain. Velma says, let's see who this fake witch really is, and takes off the mask, only to reveal an actual spooky witch. It's not a human person, it's a ghoul. Uh, Venla puts the mask back on and the witch escapes, but Kiss, who has superpowers rem- remember that? Uh, they spring into action and begin to fight the witch with their lasers. Um, the <laughs> witch this is... time where Daphne and the others can see. Yes, now the the like, un- not subtle understory of this movie is now the main plot. We are now fully in the Kiss portion of the movie. We have left the Scooby-Doo section and we have entered Kiss the movie at this point. Um, mm-hmm. They knock out the witch, Scoob c- catches the diamond, and Fred says the line, ding-dong, the witch is down, which of course means she's not. She gets right back up with a giant scythe that she has used to tear a hole between dimensions, not a joke, and the hole starts sucking everyone in like a vacuum, only the power of demon grabbing them all uh, and using his demon strength, I guess, uh, keeps and them the getting shoes. sucked in. And the <laughs> shoes. <laughs> save for shaggy it's and at this point when you're yeah. like oh oh
1: <laughs> oh wait a minute none on. of this
0: was a joke it's all played completely straight
1: <laughs> because at, up until this point other than if you were ignoring what kiss has been saying and like mm-hmm. obviously their fight sequences the witch up until this point most of what's happened is could be explained And Mm -hmm. then she takes out a giant scythe that opens a portal to another dimension, and you go, Oh! Oh, okay. Okay. Something Uh, different's happening now. Alright, I guess we're... Yeah. Uh, Okay. Again, we've exited the part of the movie
0: that's going to operate on Scooby-Doo logic, and we're going to enter the part of the movie that's operating on Kiss Mm -hmm. the band logic. Shaggy, Scooby, and the, the Rock get pulled into the portal, and Kiss is like, we got we to gotta save them. So they activate the Dynasty Star Portal. Remember that Ferris wheel? Which is activated by playing the song, I Was Made for Loving You. Because of course it is. Uh, the ground underneath them turns into a giant guitar skateboard spaceship. And we enter our third music video of the movie where <laughs> they play the song, I Was Made for Loving You. And fly on their guitar spaceship through a portal that can only be described as looking like a 90s doctor's office carpet, um, constantly animated. Uh, combined with, you know, when you watched on iTunes, you could click on that thing that would auto generate um, like a waveform mm-hmm. to match the music, and it just swirled around. Yeah, that. It, <laughs> I can't remember because it's been long enough now that I don't remember the specific
1: name. But like when you're look, like when they- she opens the portal. And it's mm-hmm. it's extremely colorful. It's like very Jack Kirby like
0: yeah. cosmic Marvel
1: yeah. weird like it's nuts. Doctor Strange looking crazy portal dimension. Like when it when the spaceship comes in, um, we see Shaggy and Scooby in the distance running like on a log, but it's like a meteor getting chased by the witch and then like a giant winged monster thing appears that they then jump on at some point it's much like the other
0: music video sequences in this movie they're going to play the entirety more or less of i was made for loving you while shaggy scooby the witch and kiss are in various stages of fighting each other and or trying to catch the rock um and we establish
1: that their music actually is like Part of their yeah. superpowers, yeah, because like, they Cause magically playing... summoned their weapons and like exactly. the song becomes like a laser beam. It's real good, yeah. It's it's this. I I
0: really liked the sequence. <laughs> this was a it's lot of so, fun, so and this is probably my favorite Kiss song too. So for me, this was hitting a it lot is. of the good note. I was like, I'm loving all this. Um, yeah,
1: that that's my favorite song of theirs too. So like when the music started playing the first time I watched
0: it, yeah, I was, it was like, like, Oh hell yeah. Oh. Yes, <laughs> <It's> happening. <laughs> I need this. I knew it had to be in the movie because it's one of their most popular songs. I was just waiting mm-hmm. for when. Uh there's also a little cutaway to Fred who seems to not like the song, which just hilarious that he's still committed to this. He's bit. just like
1: sticking his fingers yeah. in the ears.
0: <laughs> Shaggy and Scoob do Shaggy and Scoob things. Uh Kiss uses the power of their playing to fight the witch. Uh, Fred and Daphne manage to catch Shaggy and Scoob, but the witch gets the rock and heads to Kisteria, uh, and as the song ends, we too arrive in Kisteria. (gasps) The crew departs, and Velma's like trying to convince herself that it's all special effects, um, but the rest are pretty dubious on that hypothesis at this point. Kiss and the gang head to see the Elder. Uh, and as they enter a bunch of folks dressed in KISS style clothing and makeup appear from throughout the like bizarro world version of KISS World Park because there's like shapes that vaguely look like some of the rides and stalls and stuff that they're emerging from it's like, but it's all oh. styled to hit this realm
1: yeah that's that's the implication there is that they mm-hmm. designed the park to look like home I right. guess but it's that. yeah this is the part
0: of the movie where we're like
1: At this Uh, point, you just kind of have to be
0: along for the ride Because everything, nothing that happens until uh, Okay, Chikara told us everything (laughs) that is going to happen for the next 20 minutes You kind of just just gotta let the movie take you on that ride (laughs) We assumed it was false We were wrong She was being completely truthful
1: (laughs) And they never established, like, how she knows this She's a psychic but she has the book of theirs, too, which, like, where did she get that? Like... Uh, I guess maybe okay. they brought it like, there's from clear, like Yeah. At the, but, like, at this point, they are no longer in the weird tunnel. No. They're now in the realm of Kisteria. Yes. And they don't see anyone else that they recognize, so it's, like, at this point, it's like, okay, yeah,
0: we're in an alternate dimension. Whoa.
1: Okay?
0: Uh, they go cool. to talk to the Elder... And she opens her mouth and starts talking in the thickest, like, North Jersey (laughs) accent. I love the way this woman sounds. (laughs) Like, picture, listen in your mind, audience. Like, Jersey Shore, Joey Wheeler, uh, anyone from Long Island or Staten Island, um, it's... It's beautiful. Uh, and there's is there a reason for this choice? Cuz I I don't uh, know. <laughs> okay, so uh
1: the I will say the voice for both the elder and the guy who owns the theme park cuz he has a, also a very similar tone. Mm-hmm. Uh if the names Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall sound familiar, um I guess are they actors? I'm looking them up right now. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they're Penny just. Marshall,
0: I know, has done some directing because I think she was the director yeah. of a league of their own. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Gary Marshall and, and Penny
1: Marshall who are get, playing their voices respectively. Uh, so I guess they're just. I think it's just, you know, a lot of like older retired actors who just who were friends with them who they got to like voice there's no reason for them to be
0: voicing these characters no they reason. just are um I, they, I didn't notice it as much with goldman too cuz like, his voice kind of it's feels more diegetic to me. but when the elder opens her mouth like you we've entered this like world of fantasy and rock and roll and then new jersey enters the chat and it's like i personally i loved it i was like i have no idea what's happening. I don't know why this woman sounds this way, and I love that she does because it's exactly the kind of you know what I'm just accepting the story is happening to me. Choice that could happen. But yeah, I, like, it didn't I, feel deliberate. It
1: it, it kind of sounded like we were supposed to know who this was because yeah. it it's not a it's I will say it's not a bad performance, but it's you can tell that this is not something they're necessarily super comfortable with because they it. As someone who works in voiceover, mm-hmm. you can tell when somebody is an author reading her work versus, like, a narrator reading the work. And it kind of yeah. comes across as, like, oh, they're here because either, like, they're well-known for something, they're connected to Kiss in some way. Like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe that was their manager or something. I don't know. Like, that yeah. was my original assumption going in. Um, but, no, it's, it's uh, Penny and... and uh, it's these two marshals, and I I don't remember what they're from specifically, but they just sound so strange, and it's <laughs> it's extremely difficult to like f- replicate the accent because it's not just the accent; it's the way they speak with the accent. It's like yes, it, Kisteria has been uh, attacked by this. It's it's so like it's it's so. F- it's both it's, over the top and under the top at the same time. It's, yeah. it's weird. It's a, I, I have it, no way to explain it other than that. It's spoken like, in a
0: way that it makes it very clear that it was a choice that they made. But the reasoning behind that choice is incomprehensible to me. Because there's, I, I'm, either I'm missing something in the Kiss lore, or they were just having fun on set. Either way, I'm fine with it. But it's definitely... like it's It took me out for a second. I had to pause the movie the first time she started talking. Because I'm like, I yeah. need to prepare myself to listen to her talk for, like, the next 30 seconds. <laughs> I
1: will say it does... I, I will give a lot of credit to uh, the four KISS members who are voicing their roles. Like, Catman doesn't really talk that much. No. So I can't remember his performance, but, like, definitely, like, the other three really pull their weight. Like, yeah, yeah. you can tell that, like, they're listening to their director and, like, they're, mm-hmm. they're able to read their lines without it just sounding like they're reading lines. So for, like, you know, non-actors... Even though they're playing a role that's kind of themselves, like they did a, they do a really solid job. It's only the park owner and this elder who you're like, w- what the hell was that? Like <laughs> you don't know <laughs> what you just heard, and you're not really sure what to do about it. You're, yep. like it is a, f- it's like a car wreck of it of like, you can't look away, and you know, cannot decide if this is a good or bad performance. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think I like Goldman, um, and I love The Elder, but not because it's a good performance. No. It, That's it's, kind of where I've landed, I think, after listening yeah, to like, it. Yeah, I,
1: like, they could have gotten anyone to read that, and they they got her, so I'm just like, okay, I
0: guess mm-hmm. she's important. But she is uh, unhappy to see the members of KISS, because if they are appearing here in this realm, it means that the witch has the rock. Uh, she asks if the Scooby gang is ready, and Fred's like, yep. And somehow in the last 10 seconds has put on a full face of Kiss-themed makeup uh, with like a little half moon under his eye that makes him look like he has a black eye. So he gets relentlessly made fun of by both members of Kiss and his own friends. And it devolves into Presumably he argument. went through Daphne's purse and got the re- remains of you the makeup from assume, earlier. right? <laughs> uh, but Velma rallies all of them with a we must work together speech and the elder backs her up as the sarcastic girl speaks the truth. So, you know, good for Velma. Um, mm-hmm. the pow- they've all discovered the power of teamwork, and the guitar ship takes off once again. Daphne asks where they get their superpowers from, and Star Child is like, Rock and roll, because of course. Nothing has been explained by rock and roll yet, this movie, so we have to explain it now. Velma sadly Uh, plucks a bass rift, and the demon warns her to be careful with that bass. And she's like, why? Because it has superpowers? And he's like, no, because it's expensive. And I thought that was very funny.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, any time you're like, oh, clearly they're going for this joke, and they veer in the other direction. Like, it's always a really solid choice. Uh huh. Uh, But yeah, like... If you're trying to find logic in this movie, don't bother. Don't bother. Like, that's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is just to go, okay, yeah, (laughs) and then you move on. Exactly.
0: Uh, Shaggy and Scoob ask the demon if hot foods make him breathe fire, and they list off a bunch of hot foods, and he says that uh, no, it's possible because he swallows his fear and forces it out as demon fire. So now that we've got an explanation of that power, we have to assume that Shaggy and Scooby will do so later. They find the tomb and the witch, and Kiss springs into action to fight the witch. She's making for the temple to open the tomb and unleash the destroyer, and Kiss gets ready to face her, but she just berates them for bringing the Scooby gang along and sets harpies after the Scooby gang. Um, So Starchild's like, I'll take on the witch alone, and sends the others to go save the gang after they just had their whole speech about the power of friendship. Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) Didn't <laughs> They did learn they, they
1: have to like establish some character flaws, mostly for Star Child, as <laughs> he's the only one with Star like, Child. because well because Demon was like he he was grumpy in the beginning, so we yeah. already had that character flaw in the mm-hmm. beginning. Whereas like the only character flaw he had was he was kind of stupid, um <laughs> in the beginning, but yeah, like they they have to establish like oh, this is why this is going to fail, because then they have another thing after this.
0: Like, right. oh, it's because Star wants to be the hero. Exactly. <laughs> um, wants to show off for Daphne. The Harpies all go and attack the gang. The other KISS members rescue them in short order, save for Shaggy and Scoob, who, having moments ago learned the secret to breathing fire, do so to save themselves and create a piece of uh, roast chicken, which the demon is very impressed with. Um, <laughs> so that's already paid dividends. <laughs>
1: yeah, so, so the reason the sta- the sta- the harpies are there is cuz there were a bunch of harpy statues around the temple and we've established already that the witch can make things like come to life. And mm-hmm. so she makes these statues come to life. And so every other statue when it gets destroyed turns back into like rubble. But for whatever reason, the one that gets fire breathed on it by Shaggy <laughs> and Scooby becomes a chi- like a roast chicken. Roast chicken. Um <laughs> So because because like, it's funny okay. that way. <laughs> cuz <'Cause>
0: it's food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Starchild attacks the Crimson Witch, and though he seems to have the upper hand at first, she manages to turn the tables and nearly throws him into the volcano, so sucks for him. Uh, He's not quite done yet, though, and comes back and attacking her once more, blowing her back enough to keep her from unsealing the destroyer for a little bit, but eventually she manages to reach past his optic blast or whatever and plug the rock into the temple, and as Starchild falls towards the lava, the witch goes to Earth to watch the destroyer follow her in short order and also destroy Earth because the destroyer is not interested in destroying Kisteria, the realm that it is currently in, but Earth, um, which you have to rip a hole in the universe to get to. But don't worry about that too much.
1: Yeah, now, again, the, the plot is not important no, 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 no. in this one, honestly.
0: Not a, even a little <laughs> bit.
1: Not if you're if you're trying to follow along with the story... You are
0: wasting your time. Yes. (laughs) uh, KISS then learns the lesson of, well, we can't fight alone, so I guess we need to work together. And they decide that if they create a shit ton of rock and roll, they can stop the Destroyer. So KISS is going to go off to Earth to start the concert that we've all been talking about this whole movie has an undefined start time I guess and the Scooby gang is going to stay behind to distract the destroyer till they can jam out of whatever you know kiss music they need to, to fight it um, and they're going to use what's called the kiss craft uh, which is just a smaller version of the guitar but like a contained vehicle that flies around it's like a
1: little little itty bitty spaceship yeah. inside the guitar because the guitar spaceship if we've not established how big this thing is it's like the size of like a ship yes. like, like a boat like the Titanic, like it's enormous. Yeah, it's the USS
0: Enterprise, and it just like pooted out a little. Um, uh, <laughs> They're separating the, di- the dish from yeah, the rest ex- of it, or exactly. whatever. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um,
1: I've I've watched only two seasons of of the Next Generation. That's it.
0: <laughs> uh, I was really sad that the Mystery Machine did not get to make a little comeback here. They reference it, but they do not get to drive it in this finale sequence. It
1: okay, but before we, we have to talk about. Um, <laughs> because it's very clear that Fred is trying to get along with Star Child at this point point, yes. and so they're like ah yeah this is our kiss craft and so Freddy is trying to be friendly and like nice and he's like oh yeah we have a mystery we have a a van that we solve our stuff in it's called the mystery machine and Star Child's (laughs) response is the it is the funniest and pettiest thing I've ever heard because he goes, that's cool, but we really can't talk about this right now. We're kind of running out of time, and it's very like, that's very like, that's nice, dear. Nice, like, ah, <laughs> <That's laughs> like it's, cute. it's like when a little kid goes and sees his dad with his power tools, and he's uh, got like his little like plastic tools. Yeah. Like, I have tools too, dad. It's like that's nice, son. Yeah. Like and that, that was be... the energy
0: real bad at driving this KISS craft because he goes to start the vehicle and immediately they start plummeting into the volcano and he like drops the keys in the car and has to scramble to get them Uh, and just as the destroyer starts to emerge they kind of regain control KISS returns to Earth and gets the concert cooking. Uh, This is where they're going to start playing Detroit Rock City and another Mm -hmm. like basically music video sequence is going to kick in. The Destroyer at first is also just, like, poking his head out of the volcano, and he kind of just looks like MODOK, and that's how he appears for most of this. <laughs> this like, yeah, no, he doesn't no have a body. body. Yeah.
1: Presumably it was destroyed in the volcano, I guess, but because, like, when we saw the original, like, flashback, it had, at least I think it had a body. But yeah, it, yeah. like, at first you're like, oh man, it's only his head poking out of the volcano, that thing's gonna be huge, no. and then the volcano, like... Falls apart and it's just Just the head head. with like little teeny arms and legs at the bottom, like Modoc.
0: It looks so dumb and it's (laughs) it's not really funny. Um, Mm -mm. The Destroyer also puts a nice bow on the themes of the movie by saying that he hates music, and then it's basically just like the concert and fun drive around the Destroyer cross cut sequences for the rest of Detroit Rock City. Uh, This is where I think they should have played I Want to Rock and Roll All Night because they explicitly said they needed the power of rock and roll to save them. I think they should also have the
1: witch nowhere to be found not, in this entire sequence. We don't see by her, way, not around. She is gone. That's the, like this is yeah up and like like once she, uh, bamped back to the the regular world. We don't see her till the end.
0: Yeah, uh, the Scooby gang gets chased by the Destroyer back through the portal into the real world just in time for Kiss's solos. Uh, they all play solos that make their like special attacks hit the Destroyer and they take down the Destroyer and the Scooby gang's ship is destroyed as the song comes to an end and they like fall into the crowd and are gently crowd surfed up to the stage in beams of light, having successfully vanquished their foe uh, and they all pass out.
1: <laughs> it's funny, because, like, so, uh, yeah, so the, the the Scooby gang is on the spacecraft
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: portal, because they're no longer in Kisteria, they're on mm-hmm, in they're the in portal the, trying to get world. back home. Yeah. And then the ship explodes yep, when boom. the bad guy explodes, and they get flung through the portal, and the portal's, again, on the Ferris wheel, and it's overlooking the crowd at the concert, and it's this, like, slow-mo sequence of the gang because they're all unconscious at this point, like mm-hmm. slowly falling onto the crowd below. And at first it's giving me like end of Cowboy Bebop vibes yes. of like, oh no, where are the dubs? Where are the dubs? Like did they just like, kill the Scooby gang? Oh no. And then they're just very gently crowd surfed back to the concert. With spotlights like, on
0: them. <sighs> it's
1: so, it's so silly because you're like, They're going to catch them, right? They're they're, they're going to catch them, right? And then the crowd just has them. And you're like, oh, how did they not crush, like, the 1,800 (laughs) people beneath them?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I guess they're Um, fine. (laughs) Shaggy and Scooby then wake up in the infirmary, much like they did earlier in the movie. And the gang says that at some point they all passed out and woke up here in the lab where Fred just now has the results of the witch's residue test. Her haze is really a gas that creates illusions. Does that mean everything we just saw was an illusion? Uh, Yep, everything was a figment of their imaginations. They had a mass hallucination. But then, who has the rock? It's still the witch, but not for long. The gang figured out where she stashed it. It's in a locker. Remember a locker from earlier in this movie? Because I sure did. And they grab the rock, and then the witch shows up. And now it's the Scooby Crew version of the ending. KISS also appears here at this point, and the two teams combined chase the witch around as they take off progressively more pieces of technology that she was using to like a hover belt to fly around, the canister she stored the gas in, and they kind of just like unravel all the specific tech she was using and uh, they explain that all of it was stolen from her previous employer because it's domino it's delilah domino we all know it's delilah domino we all knew it was delilah domino for the first moment she showed up on screen
1: <laughs> there is a very small very quick reference that they make um so uh spaceman takes the the belt off and he's like mm-hmm. oh a hover belt and he turns it over and on the other side of the belt, it says Quest Labs. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> uh, I used to watch the original Johnny Quest along with the original Scooby-Doo when it was on Boomerang. Mm. Um, and I believe they are canonically in the same universe. Yeah, it's like um, So I was like, so like, yeah, like she used to work for Quest Labs. Mm. And I'm just like, now that's a, a crossover not. I want. Is it's like a crossover Doo crossover. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like that's a nice that's a nice little nod to like the original mm-hmm. Hanna Barbera stuff. Like I, yeah. I I was very happy to see that there.
0: I was not expecting that. No. But they catch the witch, Velma unmasks her and this time it's Delilah because of course it's Delilah. We all knew it was going to be Delilah. It's the only possible person the witch could have been. Um all the players Mostly because everyone here. runs in. <laughs> like, everyone I'm else runs who in. Who it is. Velma then explains that uh, Delilah wanted the diamond to sell to a defense company who makes lasers because you use diamonds when you make lasers. It's a very thin justification for a Scooby-Doo it's, villain, but we're in the yeah. last five minutes of the movie, so I was kind of just willing to run with it. it yeah. yeah. And for
1: what happens in a, in a, in a minute, I feel like that it will make more sense than the yes. shitty explanation that, that Velma gives. Yes.
0: Uh, she, you know, yells that she would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling Kiss, I mean kids, and Kiss thanks them for helping save the park, and even the demon agrees that the kids are okay after all. Uh, Scooby licks the demon, who licks him in the face back, uh, which... <laughs> sure it's a
1: Gene Simmons thing he sticks his tongue out a lot that's the thing Yeah, that's just the
0: thing (laughs) yeah competing he does that a
1: lot in this movie by the way yes (laughs) there's a
0: joke in the log flume where your tongue must be this long to ride the ride and it's him sticking his tongue out on the sign Uh, Fred even shakes hands with Starchild despite being uh, an Ascot 5 stand still and Starchild um, kisses Daphne dramatically full dip this is not like a peck on the cheek Um, and the crew leaves immediately after (laughs) It is the most awkward thing because they so have spent the last awkward. ten
1: minutes calling them kids, like "protect the kids," uh, "you meddling kids," and then Starchild full on makes out full with Daphne. On. It's <laughs> like you don't actually see it because he does dip her, so it's yeah. like, okay, I guess that's an acceptable compromise if you mm. needed to have that. But like
0: everyone else is just I... standing around in a circle while this happens. Yeah, they just everyone else is as, just like, there. Yeah, he, he,
1: yeah, he, he picks her up and she's, like, all like, whew, and then she walks away, <laughs> walks and then away. the rest of the gang also <laughs> the just immediately follow away. her without saying anything, and it's just like, well, that yeah. happened, I guess.
0: <laughs> Fred is, like, a little sad on the walk back, and then Daphne gives him a little smooch on the cheek, and then he's fine, I guess. Uh, Velma then, she's... like, soliloquies to Scooby, she's like, there's always a rational explanation, talking dog. And then Shaggy and Scooby who want their churro to be heated up, uh, hesitate for a moment. Their friends keep on. The demon breathes fire to heat up their churro um, and they watch as Kiss magically takes the rock and flies off into the sky. Was there a rational explanation all along or was Kiss magical superheroes from Kiss Kissteria? Modern day Delilah plays as Kiss flies off playing catch together happily with the rock. Um, Scooby and Shaggy make the executive decision not to tell Velma that Kiss is magic after all and now we're going to enter the credits of this movie because it's over um, the song plays over credits and then when modern day Delilah stops uh, they start playing an Ascot 5 original song made for this movie and I watched the credits just to listen to that song <laughs> it's really good The one like, of the lines is you can't have my Ascot cause girl it's mine and if you're not hooked by that, I don't think anything I can say will make you hooked on this song. <laughs>
1: yeah, don't touch my ascot. It's so it's
0: peppy. So, it's 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 such an
1: earworm too. It gets stuck in your head immediately. Yeah. But yes. Okay. So they did the thing that I like, which is mm-hmm. combining both a rational and irrational and supernatural. thing. Yeah. The problem is the rational explanation sucks because yeah. we've established no motive. And also, she was clearly in Kisteria with the rest of them. Yeah. So, and she makes no, she says nothing about Kisteria. If she wanted the rock just to make money, there was no reason for her to like unlock unlock the destructor or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, she could have just taken the rock and left the minute she or had just it dipped. No. So you're like, okay. So you're
0: like, which one's the That dumb
1: explanation is just what they have to use because she really was this witch or taking on the persona of the witch yeah, and knew what Kisteria was. Because, oh yeah, she was just gonna steal it to make money because she got fired from this one defense company.
0: Mm. And you're
1: like, what was... Was this a long con? Did she... (laughs) Did she try to break in like yeah. any time before Halloween? Like, what? Did she happening? only recently get hired and was like, "Oh, clearly I'll steal it around Halloween, not knowing that Kiss for takes it with them purposes. on Halloween." <laughs> You're like, "Well, why would they take it with them?" Yeah, they're coming I right think back to the, the takeaway. Because yeah. I
0: enjoyed this movie. Um, when I accepted that I was along for the ride, I had no idea. Like, uh-huh. I think it's. I don't know if it's good, but it's definitely fun. I had a lot of fun watching it. It is.
1: It is a top. Like it is its most fun when it isn't trying to explain everything. Yeah. Like like th- some of the explaining bits are funny. Like mm-hmm. when Shandy first comes out and is like, "Oh yeah, that transformation sequence was special effects. That's funny." Yeah. Um. But uh, but like the anime fight is so, so dumb, dumb and so fun. so fun, and like the sequence in like the tunnels really fun. Mm-hmm. Like when. It, when they don't need to try to rationalize it, yeah. it's really, really good. But then right at the end, they're like, oh, well, must have been mass hallucination. Mm. It's like they that feels like a bit of a cop out because being... like, we need to set. Yeah. They're... like It has to go back to the status quo, despite the fact that canonically <laughs> they have encountered supernatural <laughs> beings multiple times. <laughs> Because they are clearly to being a uh, Scooby Doo movie,
0: even though what they should be is a kiss movie, because the kiss parts of this movie slap, and the Scooby Doo parts are just okay, like the thinnest veil holding it all together.
1: Also, you can tell that like they weren't confident necessarily about uh, having it be canonical to other things because yeah. uh, we we've had um, uh, the Hex Girls who were established mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, and then they show up later in Mystery Incorporated and, like, uh, one other movie. The, yeah. It was also another band, one in, like, Australia or something. So, like, they very easily could have had the Hex Girls, like, been Hex opening World. for Kiss yeah. or something. Or, like, hey, the Hex Girls got them tickets or something. Like, just kind of, like, throwing in the, the dimension or something there. I'm honestly shocked that they didn't, because that's the one other time they canonically had, like, supernatural things that they could connect to this story, because, again, the canonicity of of Scooby-Doo is a little bit of a weird thing. But, like, Zombie Island, there was magic. Mm -hmm. Witch's Ghost, there was magic. Uh, I think the Loch Ness Monster one had magic in there somewhere at some Mm. point. Like, there's been enough incidents, depending on where we are in the timeline and how it connects, (laughs) that clearly... Weird things have happened. It's not always an old man in a mask, mm-hmm. and yet they feel the need to have to explain it. I wish they hadn't. I, wish I they really hadn't. wish they had just stuck with, yeah. oh, we have to come up with a story, not <laughs> this is the story. You know, yeah. like I wish they had just like, like I don't know something. I think it would have been funnier if Velma presented that and then gives them the diamond back knowing that they are actually superheroes, and just like, oh, they'll ne- they will never—they would have never believed us, like, or mm-hmm. something like that. Like, I think that would have been a much stronger ending and more of a character growth moment for Velma to be like, hey, not everything has a rational explanation. Sometimes yeah. magic
0: is involved. <laughs> like... Yeah, I agree. I it's think not always just hallucinogens. <laughs> the switch in the middle of this movie from traditional Scooby-Doo plot to Kisoo's superheroes and they're fighting in a different realm is the best part of this movie, And so to undercut it by trying to do a, well, which one's the right version plot at the very end, it just isn't, like, I wasn't buying it when Velma was throwing out maybe a special effects earlier in the movie. I'm not throwing it out. I'm not feeling it now. You know, that's, I, I think it's a weakness of commitment to the bit, if nothing else. Uh, but I don't think it detracts too much from the movie as a whole because you still end on a pretty high note when Kiss all fly around together and throw the rock Mm -hmm. like it's a football as they're just flying around through the sky where presumably anyone could see them Um.
1: (laughs) but yeah like if if you're a fan of Kiss you're gonna see the references everywhere like Mm -hmm. all the characters are named after either real people the albums like Delilah obviously is named after the Delilah song yep um like it's such it's it's fun because it again, they kind of discard the mystery fairly early on. Fairly early. Like, yeah. They go through the motions of the characters investigating, but you're like we know who this is. Come on. <laughs> like the real mystery is, is this real or not? Like that's that's the actual mystery of the story is are they just putting on like an act or mm-hmm. are they actually superheroes? um like that's like the actual mystery of the story and it's really really funny like you can tell they had so much fun making this like everybody's having a good time all the acting other than the one those two people who i'm like who the who the heck are they like they're like like a
0: producing writing directing i think husband wife duo they are like so I, th- there the,
1: must be a reference yeah. to something like i, I think don't they know either what. worked
0: with kiss in the past or maybe they worked with some of the scooby team in the past or something but um. they,
1: they do tend to bring back like a lot of actors or like uh people who worked on previous scooby mm-hmm. Doo things for this so it wouldn't surprise me um because yeah. i mean the voice cast for this is all really solid like we yeah. got matthew lillard great Lyle, uh, mm-hmm. mindy cohn Uh, Frank Welker, I believe, is Fred, so, uh, like, everyone's really solid in it. Um, it's, it's just such a fun movie, like, it's, it is not my favorite of the Scooby-Doo movies, but it is my favorite to- to introduce somebody to because a lot (laughs) of people have seen zombie island or witches ghost yeah not as many people have seen the (laughs) kiss movie because they automatically write it off as a stupid thing and it is
0: but it's a fun stupid yeah so that kind of ties in you know to kind of bring us into closing thoughts here is this a movie you recommend people watch and maybe like what situation they should watch it in, and just sort of put a bow on it because i agree with you i think that this was um unexpectedly really fun Uh, and I'm not, I don't have a lot of nostalgia for Scooby-Doo, and I have zero nostalgia for Kiss, and I still loved watching both of those groups interact with each other in this movie. Um, I think this would be a good group watch. Like, this is a good, get some friends together. Oh, yeah. Get some popcorn. Oh, yeah, no. We we should get the whole crew together and watch this. This is, this is,
1: like, (laughs) this is definitely one of the movies that goes on the list of, like, if I was at a convention, like, hanging out with a group of friends, we would always bring movies and stuff. Mm. Uh, like, we watched Street Fighter so many times. (laughs) Um, but this is also one of them. Like this movie is what I wanted the WrestleMania movie to be mm. because the WrestleMania movie had just enough stuff in it that I didn't quite get it because like I I don't watch wrestling. Yeah. Um but this does not rely on you having to have any knowledge of kiss for you to still be able to enjoy it. Yeah. Um and like the musical sequences are fun. They don't last too too long. There's only like the 5 and they're spread out fairly evenly. Mm-hmm. Um the the animation is gorgeous like there's some like really beautifully done like animation sequences in this that i'm just like this is just really good like this did not have to be good this could have been like (laughs) terrible and people still would have watched it or Mm -hmm. still would have paid for it but like you can tell like whoever did this movie had a lot of passion yeah had a lot of uh, interests outside of
0: Kiss apparently because yeah. like
1: the we got Sailor Moon, Sailor Dragon Moon, Ball Z, Dragon
0: Ball. The animators on this just you could feel the animation team having a good time working on this movie, which is, oh yeah, uh, not always the case. So it was it was nice no. to see. Not only did they make those references, but you could kind of feel the like nostalgia and love that was put into it. Uh, Which I really appreciated because it's very easy to just sort of be like, well, we're gonna put a reference in to do a little cash grab, and in this case, it did genuinely feel like either the members of Kiss or the animation team. I can't again; I have literally no way to identify which one. Are fairly hard to say,
1: (laughs) Um, but and the nice thing is like it's also a family movie. Like there's like other than the stuff with like Daphne and Star Child, and even then, they don't really like allude to anything Mm -hmm. really weird, like anyone could watch this and they yeah. would still enjoy it. Like it, it's, it's why like I picked it, I picked it cause it's fun. It's surprisingly good was, mm-hmm. was how I always would describe it to people. Um, and it's just, I think it's just a movie more people need to see because a lot of, there are a lot of Scooby-Doo movies and like, they kind of come in waves, mm-hmm. like in the nineties, early two thousands when we had the resurgence with, um, uh, With, like, Zombie Island, and then when the live-action movies came out, that brought another resurgence, and then Mystery Incorporated, like, it's kind of never really gone away, it just kind of comes in waves of, like, Mm -hmm. movies or television shows, Uh, and this is in, like, the the latest batch of just, like, direct-to-DVD movies that you see in a Target, and you go, (laughs) hmm, now... What is that um, like the weirdest <laughs> one is definitely the sequel to the WrestleMania movie because it does not make any sense because mm. it is a monster truck movie with the previous WrestleMania characters but and also some extra ones uh, it's weird it's yeah. really really strange like right. I, I can always recommend the original one can't always recommend the second one. Yeah. The second one is just kind of but I think what we're landing on is if you're gonna work. jump
0: into this particular series of movies kiss is a good place to start. Um it's really good. It doesn't yeah. require any
1: previous knowledge either which yeah, helps. So solid. like there's um,
0: unless you know kiss obviously. It's all a bonus, but uh this episode has been a delight. Uh I for one have learned so much both about kiss and also uh I don't know, Scooby-Doo. I guess I don't I, know if I learned too I'm much about random Scooby-Doo. But I learned font of, a lot about kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, um, I, I'm able to
1: point out some of the like dumb lines in this and like where the references are <laughs> mm-hmm. like I, I'm one of those people who does I like to look up like behind the scenes and who's involved in what and how it okay. connects
0: to a lot of the other things and there's a you could tell there's a lot to unpack in this movie yeah well people want to hear about some of your discoveries in that regard where where can our listeners find more from you
1: Uh, so you can always check out my YouTube channel uh, it is Kaluna Reviews C-A-L-L-U-N-A Uh, I review, I have reviewed this movie uh, (laughs) before. That was a few years ago with my friend Luke. Uh, We filmed it at MAGFest. Nice. Uh, uh, And I convinced like 10 of my friends to dress up in kiss makeup because the plot of the episode was me kidnapping Luke to have him help me review it because it was one of those years. (laughs) Uh, And uh, so there's like a funny like zombie sequence at the end where we've all been kissified. It's really silly. (laughs) We had a really good time. Um, I also, uh, have a, uh, Twitch, uh, uh, account that I I kind of stream occasionally. I do it on both YouTube and Twitch, also Kaluna Reviews. Uh, and I also am a, a audiobook narrator on the side. Uh, it is under Heather Wynne, uh, W-Y-N-N-E. Uh, I've, uh... I've read for a lot of different stories uh, from (laughs) Amish romance to educational, like self-help books. It's a weird mix. Um, I really love doing it. It's, it's really enjoyable. Uh, So yeah, I, I, I have a lot of, a lot of jobs under, under my belt. (laughs) Uh, I do a lot of audio work, post-production work, that kind of thing. Mm. And then YouTube and Twitch. Hmm. So uh, yeah, if you want to check out uh, my channel, I'm, uh me and uh fellow YouTuber Dominic Noble we started playing Stray uh the other day so we're getting back into that on Wednesdays and then eventually we're going to do the new Digimon game so Ooh. we're getting back into the streaming uh <laughs> side of it but yeah uh hopefully some persona videos in the future I kind of review a lot of random nerdy things I like to talk about which is like JRPGs anime Scooby Doo it's it's a weird
0: Weird mix. We love a we love a <laughs> weird mix here on this show. It's uh, sort of our bread and butter. So definitely, definitely yeah. check it out. I caught some of your last stray stream. It was really fun. Um, highly recommend. It's, it's such so a cute, cute game.
1: It's um, so cute. I spent like <laughs> ten minutes just crying at how cute the cat was. He looks like my old cat. So I like, was like, oh
0: no, we need to protect the kitty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I will. It's really pretty. Send you off to do so. I'm off to uh, get a diamond to save the power of rock and roll or save kisteria with power i don't know man i'm gonna go listen to some kiss and rock out this has been a podcast episode adios guys thanks for joining us kaluna catch you next time (laughs) bye thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of movie struck We'll be back on August 8th with another thrilling installment, but if you have any questions, comments, or concerns for the podcast before then, feel free to email us at moviestruckpod at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us and leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. And if you really enjoyed the show, consider becoming a patron. Links to all that and our guest Kaluna's content can be found in the show notes below. I'd like to give a special thank you to all of the patrons who joined us in June. It's because of you guys and all of the other wonderful patrons that this show is possible. Uh, If you're interested in some extra bonus articles and content, please, please, please check out that link in the description. And a special thank you to our June patrons Carmel, Alex Lima, Rena Kawai-chan, Newt, Random Nonsense with a Smidge of Tomfoolery, FZJP, Jack Mulligan, Chris Sifniotis, Chronic Dreamer, VA the BA, and Shadow Reaper. Uh, Thank you guys, and I hope you enjoy this and all the future episodes.